Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of Otaku Brothers. Today it is Saturday, March 16th. Uh, I think today's St. Patrick's Day. Maybe it's tomorrow. No, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. 11.21 a.m. Ryan, what's going on, man? Well, we attempted to do it at 10 o'clock, and yeah. then I got distracted by puppy pictures, so it took me half an hour extra to get over here. That's okay. I was playing the N64 this morning. And then we talked about Game of Thrones. So actually, I was thinking about it. <coughs> so this episode is the second half of the bracket, and then the final four is next episode with everyone's bracket and questions and things. Um, you finished Game of Thrones in like a week, yes. all seven seasons. Mm-hmm. So the next episode, talking about Game of Thrones in our excitement. Yeah. So do you have a map up? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me whip out my globe. What are you talking about? <laughs> do you have a calendar? Can you pull that up on your? I computer? can pull out a calendar. Yes. Um. So a week from a map. <laughs> um. Do you, uh, Westeros, dude, we were talking about all the Game of Thrones stuff. I was just lost in thought. Um, so a week from tomorrow, yeah. or a week from today is what? The 23rd? 23rd. And then? Then the 30th. Okay, so the 30th will be the Game of Thrones episode. That'll be two weeks before the premiere. Yes. So that'll be perfect. Okay. So we'll do predictions. We'll talk about our favorite episodes, favorite characters. So if you haven't read the books, if you haven't watched the TV show, you know, get caught up. Yeah, you have about two weeks. And then... We're going to talk purely off of the shows because right. they make a lot of changes and there's like freaking million other characters in the books that they cut out. So we're going to go purely off the shows for that one. Mm-hmm. So, and that'll be fun. Yeah. Can I tell you a story? Sure. Go ahead. So yesterday I was working from home and was listening to the this three and a half hour playlist of Game of Thrones music. Yes, as you do. Having a jolly good time. And then I was like, I need to get some stuff for the weekend. So I ran over to Walmart, and I come back, and I, I had two loads in my car. So I dropped down the first load, went back to the car, got the second load, dropped, you know, dropped that off. Mm-hmm. And I walk over to the fridge, and I set my keys down. Mood, <laughs> mood music. <laughs> no, this is not the mood. We need, like, dark, like, satanic, like, slipknot or something. <laughs> like, yodeling? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that kind of music. So slow motion ryan i'm like i turn to my right and i'm just like yeah what the fuck this giant spider literally like the size of a tennis ball is on lauren's uh like dirty laundry basket Mm -hmm. and it's just sitting there just chilling and i like my heart stopped immediately (laughs) just sweat just like sort of like yeah piling on my face did you raid it or did you take a shotgun to oh you (laughs) wait we'll get there so I'm like freaking out. I'm like shaking and I didn't know what to do because this thing is so large and a couple things I'm fearful of. One, is it going to scurry around if it like hears me or if, I'm, if I get too close or something? <laughs> is it going to attack me? <laughs> or if it's going to like jump, leap off of that thing and like eat me. Yeah. So I was like rummaging through the, um, the pantry trying to find um, spider killer and the only one I could find was ant killer. And if you don't have a history of slaying spiders with different types of spray. Ant killer does not work, by the way. Yeah, because you're trying to slay Angoliant, yes. mother of Shelob. Yeah, this thing was seriously the love child of, like, Aragog and Shelob. Like, this thing Have was... you seen Angoliant? Oh, the consumer of light? No. So, 
Okay, picture Shelob, and then picture its mother. Yikes. Like, all spiders came from Angolian. Just, just look at this. It actually, you know Morgoth? Mm-hmm. Angolian almost ate Morgoth. Whoa. Yeah, the first Dark Lord. Angolian. All right, we'll pause the story so Ryan can pull up this legendary spider. Oh no! Oh <laughs> hell no! That's more goth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No thanks. It was basically Angolian. Yeah. So that was basically this the the, uh, the child of uh, that thing just chilling in my apartment and so rummaging through the closet trying to find Spider Killer. Thankfully, I found Spider Killer. So I grab it and I'm like five feet away from this sucker, right? And I'm like, because I don't want to get any closer. What if the thing jumps? And I just I spray and it's just like, it's just like spraying like, yeah, go, it's going nowhere. And You'd so have like, to be like within a foot. Yeah. And I was just like, yikes. So I inch a little bit closer and I never take my foot off, or my finger. <laughs> <laughs> I never take my finger off of the spray thing. And so it just keeps spraying and it's not reaching this guy. And so I'm thinking like this guy. You're dual wielding. I'm like. killer. And you're just- no. So eventually I was like, this is going to go really wrong. And so I went back and I grabbed a shoe. And so I have my shoe in one hand and the, the spray on the left. Dude, I was seriously like wielding like shield and sword, right? Yeah. And I was in like a battle stance. Like I was ready for this guy to like jump on the floor and him and I were just going to like like mud wrestle. Like he was just going to get <laughs> real sick. And so finally I get close enough to this guy and I just start lighting him up with this spray. I mean just just dowsing the guy. Like he's just shotgunning like this entire canister. Is that why your sheets smell like uh, raid now? Basically. <laughs> so yeah, Lauren had a couple towels and shirts yeah, in like, there. there they're, sheets. They're like, gone. They're gone. Like yeah. we're going to have to burn those. And so I'm lighting this guy up. I unload like half a canister of this thing. And as I'm spraying it, it's like making contact with the spider. He just like slowly starts like his back just like starts curling up like almost uh, like uh, not the grudge. But yeah, the grudge when that lady's like. Yeah. walking all weird like that's the, how i imagine the spider the way or could describe the spider Doesn't it like, cause him to have heart attacks i hope so <laughs> <laughs> i want that bitch to suffer yeah so i just so after i unloaded like half a canister i'm sitting there just like shaking just staring at it fearful that he's gonna like start like he's just gonna get up resurrect running away and uh because if he did i was ready to unload the second half of the canister and so thankfully after five minutes of you know crying and yeah, just waiting for this guy, waiting for the residue to kind of like go away of this spray. <laughs> I'm picturing like this cloud of mist. Yeah. Like Agent Orn. Well, I'm sure I inhaled half the fumes. <laughs> yeah. And so the residue goes away and the spider remained just sitting there. And I got my shoe and I flicked him onto the floor. And dude, this thing was mammoth. And I smashed it with my shoe and I swear like... A ketchup packet worth of guts just like sprayed everywhere. Ugh. And so I had to get like a, I, I grabbed like 15 paper towels because I didn't want to. weeping. I, and I didn't want to be like in any kind of contact with this thing. You know, mm. I needed like at least padded inches worth of paper towels for my hand to this creature. And I grabbed it, squished all of its, you know, guts into this paper towel and just chucked in the toilet, sent them off to Oz. Yeah, because Lauren came by my desk and she's like, did you see Rusty's text? And I was like, no, not yet, because I don't get phone alerts anymore since I got back from Japan. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get any notifications anywhere. You can change that. 
I did. I changed it to on because it was on, and it's still. I don't get any notifications, any pings. That's weird. Yeah, it's really irritating. Um, so if I don't text you back, I'm not cheating on you. I swear. <laughs> it's just I don't get notifications. And it, but like we went over to the water cooler <laughs> equivalent, and she's like whips out this picture of the uh, spider. I was like, oh. Glad I'm here at work and not working from home. Oh, my gosh. It was the nastiest. I mean, this thing should have, like, been in the zoo. This thing was, like, ridiculous. And, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, and it's terrifying because what if there's more? And here's the scary thing. And here's the theory that Laura and I were kind of pondering. So when Laura and I first moved in the apartment after we got married, um, her girlfriend, Diana came over. We watched Get Out. It was mm-hmm. actually the first time we watched that movie. And, you know, Diana, we, we finished the movie. Diana leaves. And as Diana's leaving... She closes the door, and this mammoth spider that was even larger than this one. Well, it wasn't that it was larger. It was thicker. Yeah. Because this one... The girth is the thing that's terrifying. Yeah, it was like... It was more... Its legs were long. Yeah. The one I killed yesterday. This one was just... It was like a piece of meat, man. (laughs) And so, this thing comes scurrying in, and Lauren, like, just screamed off the top of her lungs. Deanna, like, opens the door and is like, what's going on? And we were just like, get in, get in, get in here! So, we're all just, like, bewildered, all just, like, staring at the ground, like... What do, we, what do we do? <laughs> you know, and so Lauren's like, Rusty, you got to kill it. And I was like, okay. So I grab a shoe and I smack it. And as soon as I smack it, like hundreds of babies just start scurrying off of its back. We about just crapped ourselves. And so then the next like hour was us like vacuuming spiders off of the ceiling. Like these things got away and we're like crawling all over the place yeah it was yeah. sickening and so lauren and i think that one of those bastards got away and he he like hid under our, our uh our washer and dryer and just grew to mammoth size and was trying to get revenge well you know what you're dead so <laughs> yeah. you've lost you've lost this battle i remember we had a giant wolf spider that was like this on one of our like our wall in the basement oh my god because it came in through the wood like probably one of the doors or whatever but it, we have woods behind us and that's probably where it's chilling and its leg span, it was this big. Oh. I also was, I was watching a video today, not today, like earlier this week, where it was someone in a car and they were videoing the back of another car, and it was this big spider on the back of the car, like its legs were like this. Oh gosh, dude, I can't. And it scurried in between the back door into the car. Oh no! And <laughs> the captain was, that person's probably dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Yeah, because I had a spider come down. I was driving on that road that goes basically everywhere near us. Yeah. And um, I had a spider drop down from my visor. hell no. And it was just sitting in front of me, and it was like this. I nearly crashed my car. Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) I, I, oh, my gosh, I nearly crashed my car to kill it, and I would be just collateral damage. But, like, I almost went off the road and almost hit someone. Yeah. It was terrifying. And then I had to drive with it just sitting in front of me. My hands were like contorted around my steering wheel, like try not to have it fall in my lap. Because then I'd have to hit myself in the crotch. Yeah. And then it's even worse of a scenario. Oh, I hate spiders. I hate spiders. Now I'm afraid that they're like, when you're you're telling the spider story, I just felt like you get these tingles. Yeah. You get these like tingles on your legs and I'm like constantly looking down that there's a spider now. Yeah. No, yesterday after I killed that thing. I was on the couch, legs up, like shaking, like in the fetal position, man. Mm-hmm. I was 
just disgusted. And so Lauren and I, yesterday, we were planning on just staying in and not going out and then going out tonight. Yeah. And then I was like, Lauren, I've been in the, this apartment all day. I just killed, like, Sheila's daughter. I need to get out of here now. And so we went out last night, and tonight we're just going to chill inside and play some N64 and order pizza and have some fun. But Yeah, the cups are already out. Are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not worth it. Too crazy. Yeah. And our, and our usual spot is just going to be ins- insane, so it's not worth yeah. it. Um but yeah, enough about spiders. We got a fun, you know, podcast that we have to. It's get like the to. worst way to open. Here's a bunch of s- stories about creatures that no one likes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and someone because I posted on Facebook about it, and this girl replied. And she's like, she's like, poor little guy. I feel so bad for him. And I was like, oh, she means me. And then Lauren's like, no, I think she means the spider. And so I responded to her. I'm gonna pull this up real quick. How about you go f yourself? Yeah. Well, first of all, because now you you know um See, you can like well you're not on Facebook, but you can like like it, love it, hate it, cry emoji or whatever. Yeah. Middle finger them. Yeah. And so I did like the angry emoji to her, and then she said, "I don't kill spiders, poor little guy." No. Here's my rule: if it's in their environment, like in the woods, I won't kill them. Yes. If they're in my domain, which is my house or apartment or whatever. I will murder the shit out of you. Yeah. But, like, there's only one time I break that rule. It's if it's, like, a wolf spider or a really big spider in the backwoods. The likelihood, like, because that venom is not fun to deal with. Yeah. I don't know if it's... Oh, and this thing had, like, green guts, too. Like, this thing was carrying some slime. Did you know that you can bleed green? It's, like, something to do with sulfur in your blood. Really? But, yeah, if you bleed green, you're probably not having a good day. Wow. Well, so, okay. The, this, so she said, I don't kill spiders. Poor little guy. Angry emoji that. Who is this? Pull this her face. Sarah person. Not my sister. I was going to say. And then she, and then I said, I killed that guy like A1 killed the witch king without hesitation. That dude belonged in the zoo for how big he was. The witch king. Yeah. So now you're a girl. <laughs> hey, I'll happily be A1. She, she, was, she was a beast. She had some balls, man. Not literally. Yeah. Figurative, figuratively. Figurative balls. Figuratively speaking here. Um, I can't tell a joke. I'll yeah, remind probably. myself to tell you later. But I heard this really good analogy. I think it was Betty White said something. Oh, well, if Betty White said it, it's probably appropriate for Otaku Brothers. She said, why does everyone like say ball, like that guy has balls. They're like the weakest thing. They should say... Um, that guy is like a vagina. They just take a pounding and keep getting back up. And oh my like, gosh. Oh my gosh, Betty White. <laughs> See, if you would have said that, if if someone like, I don't know, Toby Maguire popped that quote, I would have been like, bro, maybe not on the podcast, but Betty White. she Her humor is like um, that of the dude from Full House. Like his stand-up. <laughs> Bob Saget. His stand-up's raunchy. Oh, it's he's a dirty man. He's a dirty man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Ryan, some other news that popped in are, uh, you know, hot off the presses, as we say here on yep. the Talker Brothers. Uh, James Gunn returning to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Good. You didn't hear that? No. That's awesome. Yeah, Disney reinstated him as the director. Good, because they're, whatever he said seven, eight years ago, no one should care about. That's why, like, you know, when you and I go, you know, get famous and the, the podcast really reaches the masses, I'm really <laughs> fearful that, you know, someone's going to do some twi- Twitter digging. And find out that I said something bad about, I don't even know, um, Dumbo or something, you know, 20 years ago. I was curious what you were going to plug into that. 
I wouldn't have known how to finish that sentence. Yeah. No, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say, like, you know, I wasn't going to make an inappropriate comment that would cause, yeah. some, cause someone to, uh, you know, want to dig this podcast up. Yeah. You know. Did you see episode 36 when Rusty said, beep? Yeah, exactly. No. Um, dogs are not cool. No one likes dogs. Yeah, but, like, that's the kind of stuff that someone would unearth and, you know, Twitter would be up in arms about it. Yeah. I, I do live by the rule that if you, if dogs don't trust you, you're a horrible human being and I won't trust you. Yeah. It's well, because dogs know one commandment. Dogs know everything. They do. They're smarter than humans most of the time. No. <laughs> they are not. Dolphins are close, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. But not dogs. They're more lovable than most humans. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen, like dolphin like attacks no they're a really horny animal they're like if you ever like go swimming with dolphins there's just like dolphins trying to hump humans really yeah dolphin rape is a real thing wow that's really I, I, it's actually i'm not even joking it's like a real yeah wow okay. they also have really no, okay, let's go yeah let's <laughs> let's continue the podcast um run you said something yesterday about a game called otherworld or something yeah, so I think this is coming out on the 26th, which means I'm not going to play it because... Uh, Sekiro? Sekiro comes out. Sekiro? Sekiro. Um, which I'm hyped as all hell. I was watching so many videos <coughs> last night. There's the... Coffee burp. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like an open world. Like, usually in games, like an RPG, you're... I'm going to check this out. Yeah, you're the main, like... Dova Keen, or you're like the amazing, you're like, you're set up to be this amazing character. And this one is set, you're um, just a commoner, basically. And I think the it opens with your, you have five days to pay off this massive debt. Like, you're just a really low level. Wait, are we sir. sure it's called Otherworld? It's Outward, or I don't have my phone on me. Hold on, I'll look back at the text, because you texted me last night about it. Yeah, so that's coming out. It's a you can split screen RPG. Um, it looks difficult, but it looks really interesting. Outward, outward. All right. The graphics look pretty good. Um, very nice environments. Ooh, okay. So it's like a third Ooh. person. Yeah, but it's I love the ability to split screen co op. Oh that yeah. Means you and I could get our controllers. And we could sit in the same room and discuss how we were going to take down enemies. Oh, yeah. This looks like Dragon's Dogma that I was playing earlier this week. Yeah, except this is good. Hey, you haven't played Dragon's Dogma. Don't be judging yet. I watched a couple reviews on Dragon's Dog- Dogma and a lot of gameplay. Nice. Okay, this looks It cool. looks really cool. Yeah. Um, they have a unique take on magic. Like, you can't actually do magic until you make a journey up a mountain. Okay, so where... it looks like you have infantry, mage, rogue, and uh, trickster. Yeah, mm. you got Loki in there. Um, so yeah, it looks pretty cool. I'll probably get it. Um, I am going, after this podcast, going to get the Monster Hunter Generations on Switch. No way, really? Yeah, because Ben is playing it. He's like 150 hours in. Typical Ben. And Rick is 650 hours in. Good grief, what? <laughs> I looked on his like his friend thing because it popped up. And he's like, oh, he's playing Monster Hunter World. It's said... <laughs> Playtime, 650 hours. I was like, 
Oh, yeah, and four million <laughs> Hot Pockets later, my gosh. And um, I, it's, I think this is the one that they played in college when it was on 3DS. Or that might have been um, no, you're Monster right. Hunter 4. No, so there's Monster Hunter 4, and then Generation... I think yeah, Monster Hunter 4 came out, and then Generations was after. Well, I don't think the one on the 3DS had G-Rank. This one does have G-Rank. Yeah, so it was basically enhanced for Switch. Yeah, so I'm going to get that, and we're going to go out and slay some things. You going to bring it over tonight? Yeah, probably. Cool. Yeah. You should get it. Joint. We could have a four-party squad. Hmm. Yeah, maybe we'll just pop over to Best Buy after this. Yeah. Or GameStop. See, my problem with that... So, it's very different from Monster Hunter World. And see, I'd probably be more likely to pump more time into Generations just because I can sit in bed, you know, Lauren's sleeping or whatever, and just play Generations. Yeah, Monster Hunter World is definitely worth playing, and we should play through it. Definitely, because the level of polish is unmatched in that, and I yeah. want my little Palico and it's going to be hard to go back. Like, there's Palicos in this one. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We're going to Best Buy after this to get it. <laughs> Palicos are so adorable. But I was... This, this one... Monster Hunter World has um, less, like, crazy armor sets. The one from, um, what is the, what is that one dragon? Xeno, Xeno something. Xeno Jeevis. That's what it is. That one, it looks amazing. But that's basically as outlandish as the armor goes. It's more kind of realistic armor sets. This one, Generations, have crazy armor sets. All right, I'm going to look this up. Monster Hunter. Look up Xeno Jeevis. <laughs> Generations. Specifically armor. Switch. Um, Monster Hunter. It got good reviews. Um, yeah, I mean, after 650 hours, and I was talking to Rick about good, it this morning. God, that's insanity right that's there. That's more than I put into Pokemon <laughs> Ruby version. That's more than I put into, like, pretty much the entire PS4 World. library. Actually, no, it's not. You know what's really scary, Ryan? You can actually look at your uh, PS4 stats to see how many hours you put in in 2018. Really? Yeah. That's terrifying for you. Yeah, I'd never want to see that number again. But, this... But I think it also captures Netflix stuff. Like, I think it's PS4 usage in its entirety. It doesn't segment from games to streaming services. So I felt a little bit better about myself. A little bit. Are you 100% sure that's the case? Not really. Okay. I'm going to cry in a hole somewhere. Um, this is Xeno Jeeves armor. I guess that one's better. Jeeva. Like, look at that. Is that awesome? The Jeeves. I like it. But I think that's the alpha set and the beta set is better. Like, the alpha set looks awesome because you got, like, these flowy wings. Um, and you got, like, what's that? <laughs> 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 the listeners can't see, but I was, like, pointing towards my crowd. Like, it's a kilt kind of thing. Like, look at that. It's like a kilt that goes down. Yeah. In, like, old type of armor sets. The other one is less cool and flowy. Less of those frills. Yeah. Thrills. Frills. Frills. Cheap thrills. All right. <laughs> Dirty yeah, we'll, deeds. Yeah, we'll definitely go Dirty. to um, Best Buy after this. Yeah, I'm I'll probably walk out with, like, $100 worth of stuff. It's fine. That's all right. Because I've been watching... Dude, I've been watching um, the Fast and the Furious movies. Because the first two are on Netflix. Oh. Those are such... I've never seen those. Oh, they're great guilty... The early ones are guilty pleasures. The later ones are actually quality. Are I mean, they? it's... Tokyo absolute... Drift. No, that movie sucks. The That's worst. The, like, I've only seen, like, one scene from Tokyo Drift. Yeah, it's the best scene is the end credits scene when Vin Diesel pops up and you realize that there's going to be more Fast and Furious movies. The main character, I just couldn't... I couldn't get past. He just has, like, this southern accent that, like, it just didn't flow with... 
What's the premise of Fast and Furious? They like sell cars and then they drive fast. Basically, it's the most <laughs> impractical. It's not logical at all as far as physics and driving Didn't they goes. Drive a Lamborghini from one building to another building. <laughs> yeah, like they went from like one skyscraper to another. Yeah, and it only drop like one floor. Well, the the best is in Fast Five when they're they're pulling a giant safe like through a city. By yeah. chains, it's so ridiculous. Well, but they're how so do they entertaining. stop that? Because the inertia would fling it into your car if you slowed down. Dude, the laws of Newton don't apply in Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah, Newton. Yeah, <laughs> no, he is seriously taking a back seat, literally in this film. All right, no, they're really good fun. And Paul Pun Walker, intended. Paul Walker, rest his soul. Um, also a beautiful man. Yeah, he uh, wasn't he driving drunk and way too fast. Or no, he drugs? wasn't drunk. I don't think he had drugs either. I think just he just fast. he was driving fast. He ran into a tree. I don't know if he was knocked unconscious or what, or just couldn't get out of his car. But his car just like lit up on, on fire, and he just burned alive. Yeah, that sucks. Really sad. Uh, they had a great send off though in Fast and the Furious yeah, Six, I, or maybe it was the seventh one. That's good. Um, but yeah, you should, you can get all of them on Blu-ray for like twenty five on eBay. I don't know if I'd want to own a copy of Fast and Furious. Like, I'm that enthused. You need to watch the Harry Potter video I gave you. So we can talk about that Crimes one. Crimes of Grindelwald? Yeah. Yeah. So good. All right, we need to get back on wait, track. Wait, wait, wait. Because originally Travis said in one of his emails to us that he really liked the Johnny Depp character. Yeah, I think he and did. And I completely agree. Really? He's the best part of this. Also, Dumbledore in a three-peat suit being awesome. But... Grindelwald is freaking amazing. The acting, the character development, it's just, it's a very believable and empathetic, not empathetic, but you can empathize with the portrayal of that uh, character. Nice. Okay. Well, I mean, besides, you know, Viggo Mortensen, there's very few people that can get into character like Johnny Depp does. Yeah. That too, and the dude who played Batman. Ben Affleck? (sighs) (laughs) Why do I talk to you? (laughs) No, the good one. What's his face? The guy who was a newsie. Uh, um, Christian Bale? Yeah. He is very much gets into his character. Well, he almost died when he was playing in The Machinist. He like lost yeah. like 500 pounds and then was like a skeleton. What is it called? Character acting? Right? Where you get really into the role and like you lock yourself away. Then Jim Carrey, he gets... He's, he's just wacky though. He is a little bit of an odd dude. Yeah. Wasn't he odd. poor and from Canada and then he came here and he's, now he's huge? Potentially. <laughs> that is a potential that could happen in this universe. Yeah. All right. What are we talking about now? We um, have a bracket, Ryan, that we have to get to. And you yes. know what's been really awesome? Uh, there's been a lot of... Uh, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for here, Ryan? A lot, a lot going, going on in, on the Discord. <laughs> yes. A lot, I got on Discord. A lot of activity, week. I should say. That's the word I was looking for, which has been great. If you don't know what our Discord is, it's basically a online forum free to access on your mobile device or your desktop, and yeah, get in on there. The The link is in the show notes. Really fun. We have a number of different topics set up, so the general topic is more just talk about whatever you want to talk about, but we also have um, a subtopic forum for basically suggestions for the show, and just... Yeah, I put a question in there this week, is we have different types of formats that we've done. We've done the bracket, which is most like the one-off. We've done... Would you rather we've done lists of like top 10 movies, top 10 games or whatever, um, or just general topics like Pokemon and like Lord of the Rings, which we still have to do Star Wars. But I guess feedback of what people want to see more of. Yeah. What you want to see more or less of, you know, if there's a particular 
segment that Ryan and I keep doing that you less guys... of Lauren. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't don't bring her back on. Um, yeah, if there's something you want to see less or more of, just let us know. Get in there on the Discord. It's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, Ryan and I were having a blast talking with a few of the folks, uh, Chrono Link and. Um, yeah, I was I was gonna respond to Chrono Link and about cereal, and then my computer like flat out just turned off. Wait, hold on a second. We need to revisit this topic. Do you seriously put milk in first? No, and- I said those people are horrible human beings, okay. and they shouldn't don't have the right to breathe. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna finish that and not sound horrible. The way you wrote it, you said milk and then the cereal. Yeah, but I think I don't have Discord on my work computer, but. It was. I was saying that like those people are bad people. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do fundamentally important things. Yes, yes. Yeah. Those are the type of people that you know. You don't trust. It's like the dogs. Like if the dogs don't trust you or slash either, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you pour milk and then your cereal. You have to like what you have to do is put your cereal in the bowl and then the milk goes around it so you don't flood or you get the right amount of cereal that you want. Yeah, but I'm also the type of person that kind of like pats the cereal down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially for um, the Reese's Puffs, you got to have some of that Reese's residue mm-hmm. in your milk. So when you're drinking the milk, you got Reese's milk. Yeah. That buddy. or um, what are those like chocolate? Um, what are Cocoa Puffs? No, they're the little really small ones. <laughs> we basically get chocolate milk. I guess Cocoa Puffs. It's not as good. Oh, um, Cocoa Pebbles. Yes. Yeah. Those. Dude, we should have a cereal party tonight. We should just go to Walmart, get like seven different boxes of cereal. It's been years. I'd steak for breakfast <laughs> today. Uh, oh, like Conan the Barbarian over yeah, here. just a flab of meat. No. Slab of meat. Flab of meat. <laughs> Yum. Give me some of that flab. <laughs> it was purely fat. Right. No, when I was eating intestines, Whoa. it was really f- just all fatty. And you like... Jeffrey Dahmer over here. Like, what are you talking about? Well... I think it was cow intestines. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it better. <laughs> it's that's it normal. wasn't a human, listeners. But uh, um, yeah, well, when you were in Japan, let's clarify. You, no, I went to Noodles and Company, and they were just selling intestines. Yeah, I went to Outback, and they just they they ran out of steak. So <laughs> Can you imagine, like, you know, the people at the mall Chinese stores. Chicky chicky fried rice. When they, like, when they wow. have, like, the, 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 that's what they say. That, I mean, I'm not stereotyping. That's like literally what they say. No, it's where they give you like free samples. They're like, you go into Noodles and Company, and they're like, have free samples. Hey, you want some intestines on a, like a a toothpick? Yeah. It's like, uh... yeah. Don't eat intestines that random people are handing out to you. Food for thought. <laughs> Just not food for thought. <laughs> Um, food for thought, but not food. You only get the truth here on Otaku Brothers, folks. All right, Ryan, do you want to get in a, into this whole new bracket thing? No. So <laughs> <laughs> we forgot fundamental thing that we do on this show, which is games we've been playing recently, which is Nino Kuni. Oh, that's right. We are. We do have to talk about that. I mean, we, <laughs> you, you look so surprised. You're like, no. <laughs> Your eyes just got really large, like a cat when it's like sees light or it's like. Just the pupils get really large. Well, we've been talking about spiders and f- fabs of meat for the past 30 minutes. It's I didn't, been 30 minutes. Yeah, so uh, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, so we played Nino Kuni. You raged a lot. Um, I enjoyed the game. I really liked it. Oh, it was great. Yeah. It's all at 8-5. I'd put it closer, besides one portion of the game, like one requirement, everything else was flawless. So... 
I guess when we left off last time, so I guess spoilers for the end of Nino Kuni, um, or Nino Kuni Two, Revenant Kingdom. Yes. So we left off last time where there was a betrayal of Roland, and then it turned out he was just trying to um, get the like a king's emblem or whatever. <coughs> so after that, you sneak into. Ding Dong Dell, mm-hmm. and you are talking to the people, and you're like, "Hey, how's it going? How is it for you, cats, in this mouse kingdom that you live in, um, in the tyranny um, of the mouse rule?" And they're like, "Ah, uh, for us cats, we're it's not as good." And the mouse people are talking about how King Evan's dad was oppressive to the mouse kind. You gotta blow my nose. Keep talking. Okay, <laughs> so. After that, you're like, oh, crap, let's go into the sewers and talk to this, like, the mouse, or the, there's too many animals. <laughs> <laughs> talk to the cats in the sewers, because they're basically forced there, and um, you kill some beast thing, and then you end up sneaking into the castle and attacking the king, and he was under the rule of that um, snake guy, mm-hmm. and then... Oh, you have to also get a book, like the diary of your dead dad. Oh, yeah. And it's basically like, yeah, I trusted you. I loved you as a friend. Like, it wasn't because the mouse uh, king is under the impression that he was just looked down upon by the cat Mufasa's dad. Yeah, that's right. And um, so he basically shows that after you defeat Mouse King and his kingmaker. And... um, He's like, oh, I actually loved you as a bro. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, okay, I'll be good. We're totally disregarding the fact that he poisoned him to death, and now he's allowed to rule the kingdom that he took over. Yeah. They used to be Evans, but semantics. So then um, the snake guy had enough king's bonds to summon the horn one. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Literally the, the horned one. The horned one. Because he had horns. Yeah. And um, so this is the part that irritated us is you were forced to get 50 people to level up your kingdom. Yes, you had to basically perform or you had to recruit 50 citizens by doing ridiculous side quests. Yeah, so there's no indication that later in the game you'll have to have a required level of your kingdom. Which the only reason it's required is so that you can get level 4 weapons thing. If you follow directions and read the text, not level three, like you, tra- <laughs> you were so pissed. Yeah, dude, I was, I was just livid. I mean, I, I love, like, listen, I, I'm glad, I'm happy when a, an RPG rewards you for going above and beyond. Yeah. I don't like it when they don't notify you of things and then you get to a point, you're, you're flowing, you're flowing, the game, the pace of the game works so well, you can go off the beaten path if you want to do side quests and stuff like that. And then they're like, oh, by the way, the side quests that we said were, like, optional the whole time, yeah, you have to do 50 of those, like, right now. Well, that was, that was one of the main complaints with the Anthem, was they stopped and made you grind for, like, three hours to pat the main story. But this wasn't very much the case, because it the main story didn't need padded. It was, like, I was 50 hours in at that point. Yeah, same. So, I was, like, so ready for, like, just to end. Like, I was like, I had my share. I'm good. The Cooney was fine. Like, it was fun. Yeah. Got my taste of Cooney. So... We did the 50 side quests. Actually, it's, it was made a lot easier. So there's these cellars in the town, and it, they're like the little icon is like of a monster thing. 
and he gives you token tokens <laughs> to- <laughs> tokens if you complete his like little side tasks and um if you do those along the way like collecting items and you just basically pick up all these little shiny things along the way they're really easy thankfully i had like a stock of like 217 of them yeah so i didn't do any of them but like i completed a bunch of them and basically you then use that those tokens to gain the glory to recruit people and then you can just go up to them and they come to your town like you don't have to do a side quest so that got me like probably eight to ten like in instantaneously Mm mm-hmm which is really nice. Yeah. Because I would have been really angry. Well, so some of the side quests are fun because they're like, okay, go to this cave and defeat this monster for me. Okay, fine. Easy enough. I get XP. Um, I get to explore this dungeon, potentially get some items that I need, and uh, I, I help you out. You come to my, my town. Great. We're, everyone's a winner. Yeah. Then there are some where you go up to them and they're like, hey, can you go find this ingredient for me? Sure. I find the ingredient. I bring it back. Hey, so thanks for bringing me this ingredient. It's so I can make a pie to give to that guy... 50 feet away. Okay. So here's the pie. Can you go deliver it to him? Sure. I go walk over to this guy. Deliver the pie. Oh, thanks. Can you go tell my friend? Thanks. Sure. Walk back to this other person. I mean, it's just like this back and forth that's nonsense. That's JRPG side quest, though. Oh, my god. Well, there was one where you had to get, like, different gems. All I did was go online, look up the gems, go get them all, and then do it all at once. Yeah. I like to save time. But, yeah. Then you upgrade your castle. And it looks awesome. Like going into your your fortress, the throne room. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get a bunch of like sturdy walls around your city and more room to grow. And then you, along the way, you um, your kingsmaker is tied to your stick, like an actual stick. And then you also get like a cup. And then the reason you upgraded your kingdom is to get the swords placed to level four. So that you can forge a sword. Because mm-hmm. Little Lofty, the your king's maker, was like, you literally tied me to a stick. Like, I want a cool sword because he turns into a dragon. Um, the so sword you, I'm using is actually more powerful than that one. I didn't even use that one. I used it because it was more powerful than mine. Just slightly. Because mm-hmm. <coughs> I have weak, gr- less grindy weapons. So wait, what level were you when you beat the game? Like 64. Okay. Yeah. And see, I was the opposite of you. I leveled up my guy to 75. My my ground army was like 25. Well, that's all you needed. I think the ground army you face is 25. Yeah, so I had to do it. took me two times Okay. Um, to defeat the giant horn person Okay. Um, before I was spawned on the actual battlefield to fight melee ranged. You know, because there's, like we talked about, there's two really components to this game. There's the real-time strategy component where you're kind of have this bird's eye view. You're guiding hordes of your dudes to fight other dudes. Yeah. Um, and then there's the actual... You're on a plane and you're, you're you're hitting people with your sword type of thing. Yeah, because I the reason I leveled up my army was because I when Ben and I saw Captain Marvel, I was like, hey, no spoilers. Do I have to use my army again towards the end of the game? And he said, yeah. So that's why I leveled him up. Okay. And then I also double checked just to see like is forty good enough because I could see it. The last battle we did was like level twenty. So you probably just annihilated him with a forty fifty army. Yeah, it was really quick. Yeah. Um, with the army, even on hard mode. Um, but I had a 15 level difference. I'm mm-hmm. used to going up against level 55 armies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got, you fought the horned one and snake dude turned out to be, um, a king of an old kingdom, but he looked like Roland kind he, of, he had like gray hair, old Roland. Yeah. I don't weird. know what he was talking about with like their destinies were tied or like 
maybe <laughs> there's a whole bunch of non dude i was just button mashing i was like just i want the credits to roll at this point like well, I'm, so like i think maybe that is roland i don't know so but then he got teleported back to the united states and like instead of no no, no whoa, 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 we're skipping a shit ton who cares no it's because it's the end of the game that's what we care about okay so you defeat the horned one and the only reason that snake guy not the only reason the reason that snake guy was trying to summon the horned one is because he <laughs> he fell in love with his king's maker and the basically is which is taboo like you can't fall in love with your monster <laughs> And because um, you create weird, like, abomination children like um, Donkey and the Dragon in Shrek. So his Kingsmaker wife is was in the Horned One, and he was hoping that the um, Horned One defeating that will, like, unlock her, and then they could be together forever and, like, start a new kingdom. Because mm-hmm. he was from a kingdom long ago or something. And eventually he's like, yeah, you, you kind of screwed up. And then she dies, and then I don't I forget what happens to him. Something happened to him, and then oh, let's see. Roland has he ends up like teleporting back to his home, or like the nuked area, and it basically gave him a second chance. Like he learned from King Evan that it is possible to unite the world, and like instead of going to this city that like was. Maybe he was more tyrannical mm-hmm. in how he ruled. He learned more compassion through this quest with Evan. So he goes back and in his homeland is able to change the outcome. And they are celebrating his return because he was about to go celebrate or sign a pact to unite his world. Yeah. So the, basically mirroring what happened in the growth of that character. The Declaration of Interdependence times two. Yes. The mm-hmm. second one. And then... We ended up finding out who the mysterious kid was. It turned out that that mysterious kid was King Evan's time-traveling son, who basically was... Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot about so that. so the Ferdinand, you end up, like, the librarian, she was talking about, like, it's been done once by Ferdinand, and he was able to reunite everything. <coughs> and it turns out that Ferdinand is actually King Evan's son... And along the way, he's learning about how you united. And you're basically teaching your son how to unite the realms. And so King Evan started the unite, or getting everything united. But then your son was able to further complete and unite everyone. So Nino Kuni 3, Ferdinand returns. Yeah, and he has like blue-haired kid. He looked cool. Yeah. Um, I, could yeah seriously so play another, I could seriously play another Nino Kuni in like a year from now. Yeah, me too. I have to take a six-month break between my JRPGs because they're always so long, and yeah. they're very JRPG, and if you've ever played one, it's a very specific style. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. No good times. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Had a lot of fun. Um, and I posted on Twitter about it that you know, there was so much hate when it came out that, like, it's not the first game. It's nothing like the first game. It'll never compare to the first game. And I'm just happy I didn't play the first game because yeah. I really had, didn't have any baseline to compare it to. And now I'm looking forward to going back and playing Wrath of the White Witch um, at some point. And um, and just having a clean slate, like not comparing one game to the other because they're completely different stories. Yeah. They're made by the same people. Yeah, it has the same um, naming convention, Nino Kuni 1 and 2. But um, 
I don't know. I looked at them as completely separate games, and I enjoyed my time with it. Yeah. I certainly have my gripes, but it's not perfect. But it, it very only, well could yeah, make it. Yeah, it was the, the only thing that was bad for me was that one section because it didn't warn you. Like, I'm fine if they say early in the game, like, hey, along the way, you might want to collect civilians because you're going to need it later. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I would have needed. And, like, telling me how to play a game is it's like going into Skyrim and say, hey, you can only be a mage. Yeah. Or only, like, cause, or you have to do the main quest to the, or whatever. Half the fun of that is just wandering around and doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. But did you play anything else this week? I don't think so. I think that's it. Yeah, because I was gonna play God of War last night, but I ended up just looking up uh, user metascores mm. and listening to like things about how to get smarter. Because <laughs> I took an IQ test. Yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, through like an organization. It went well. Nice. I have an IQ. And so I'm now I, they gave me like I basically paid for the statistics of everything to see where I can improve or like what I'm not excellent on. So I'm going to try to get better at that. Nice. Good stuff. It's always better. It's always good to better yourself, Ryan. Yeah. We always promote that here on the show, too. <laughs> so I'm going to put 650 hours into Monster Hunter. <laughs> the best way to do it. The best yeah. way to do it. Um, OK, now we can do the bracket. No, because Ryan, I had other games I'm playing this week. All right. No, this is really quick. So, like I said last week, I think I got this adapter on eBay. It's an AV to HDMI cord. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of complicated. So what I had to do is you have, like, this little mini box that you plug your AV cables in. Yeah. You also plug the HDMI into that, connect that to the TV. But there's also a USB port on this little guy that I have to plug into the PS4 as its source of power. Oh. And But I, but I also have the power cord from the N64 to the wall. So it's it, there's like a million different things going on. But you, you came in when I was playing Perfect Dark, so... Yeah, it was cool to see it for the first time. Yeah. You got wrecked. Well, yeah, because I, I have I had Farsights, and like every sim had a Farsight. So I'm sitting there like with my... Like, Ryan, check out my dual cyclones, and then just like... <laughs> Just get clocked in the side the of the head I walk the door, with an was, orb. Like, dude, these are awesome guns. I've got dual cyclones. And then, like, you walk three steps and you're dead. <laughs> and I was like, good. I'm glad you're trying to get rank one. Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah, dude, I'm 15th. And I play the game for 12 hours. <coughs> Only 12 hours? Well, I mean, on my new save. Oh, okay. That I started last fall. I mean, I'd probably have 650 hours, too, on this game if I actually had an actual counter. Counter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was just popping in N64 games. I hooked up the N64 so all of us tonight can play yeah. a slew of different multiplayer games. So, you know, I got Diddy Kong Racing up there, Star Wars Episode One Racer. Um, Is that the pod racing? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Because that's what we played at the Barcade. Yeah, that's right. Um, awesome. I've got Mickey's USA Speedway Racing or whatever. It's like a bunch of it's like Disney characters What's that Burger King game? No, it's not that garbage. Bumpin' Burgers or yeah. whatever. No, Big Bumpin'. Big Bumpin'. No, we're not playing that garbage. Um, Whoa, that was a good game. No. <laughs> no. Subjectively good, not objectively good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so le- this morning I was just, you know, when you were late looking at dog pictures or whatever. Yeah. I was um, I was just popping in different N64 games. So the first one I plopped in was Perfect Dark. Played a match, enjoyed that. Then I did a... a one match of Smash. Okay. Murdered uh, Samus and Fox with Link. Okay. On and Saffron City. Isn't it so much slower? Yeah. yeah it, it's it's yeah. But it's it was fun. It is. It it's is, very it, nostalgic. Yeah. And then I popped in uh, Tony Hawk. 
And nice. so I started a new file in that. And first place, as you'll know if you've played the game, is the warehouse. Yes. And so I had Bob Burnquist with my little uh, green uh, skateboard. Start up the match, Ryan, and what is the first song that plays? The one you sang last week. Goldfinger's Superman. It was amazing. I was just like, I almost wanted to record it, but I was like, dude, I got two minutes to get all the uh, all the, the, the secret tapes and stuff. So um, that was good fun. Good fun. Yeah. Looking forward to tonight showing you the, the glory days of the N64. Yeah, that would be a good time. Um, I actually listened to our last episode, and I, I said something about grayscale. Do you remember, know what I'm talking about? No, now? exactly what you're talking about. And okay. you were like, so what did you do when you got grayscale? <laughs> yeah, because I was, was just like, because like, the episode like that we ate watched, some green herbs. Like, I don't know. And then so said Sam basically carves it off of you. Yeah. So, oh, so that makes sense now. Yeah. I wanted to that. And then Travis answered our question about the Harry Potter. So it had to do with which studio owned the rights to the Goblet of Fire. That's right. So it was owned by HBO, I think it was. Yeah. Right. And then now they can play marathons with goblet of fire because it changed right that's so bizarre that that's the only one they take the least like the worst harry potter movie and they own that one like why would you want to own garbage as ryan sits here with his goblet of fire foam finger and uh (laughs) in my uh fire bolt yeah my pile of galleons Mm -hmm. yeah Drink that pumpkin juice over there, Ryan. No, it's poison juice. Mm. It's great. Um, all right, the bracket. We're, we're, an, hour, we're an hour first? into the show, Ryan. <laughs> we yeah, we, need, we want to save first. All right, we'll be back, folks. And with the power of editing, Ryan, we're back. This is the third take. This is the third take. <laughs> Rusty didn't like the second one, or the first one, and apparently didn't like the second one where I sounded less enthusiastic. Yeah, we were like, the we're first, back. <laughs> well, the first one, it was like, hey, yeah, let's do this. And then the second one was like, yeah, okay, well, let's do <laughs> And then... Yeah. And the third one, we're just like speaking Dothraki, and it's just, it's great time. Yeah. All right, Ryan, let's get this bracket. Let's get this party started, right? All right. Let the... You suck. <laughs> what, is, what is wrong with you in openings? We're not doing a fourth one. Keep it. Dude, I can't, I can't do life. No, just keep it. I can't podcast. All right, we're going. Are you still recording? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Ron Real here on I'm Talking Brothers, everyone. All right. So seriously, let's get this party started. Yeah. As Pink says, um, the Otaku Brothers video game March Madness bracket. Did you not get that reference? Let's get this party started. Was that Pink? Yeah. Really? One of her early things? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was her. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. <laughs> so last week, Ryan and I, of course, went through the days of our youth and... Entering the new millennium side of the bracket, the left side. Yes. And Ryan, why don't you remind the folks what your the top two games are for each of those? I'm gonna say this correctly because I botched it like a million times. Last so time. we got Super Bros, <laughs> yeah. uh, Super Mario World, and Super Smash Bros Melee. Nice. Whew. Took me two a week. You were like practicing in the mirror last night. No, like, I'm just sitting like sweating. One worded Super Smash. Bros melee victory. Yeah, I can. We're good. Don't need to record again. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. And, so Super Mario World and uh, melee. Yes. And for me, I had Perfect Dark in the N sixty four, a six seed, and oh, yeah. Kingdom Hearts two or Kingdom Hearts one on the PS two, a two seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a little bit different. Yep. And so. Now, today, we're going to do a new generation of game, which is the Wii, PS3, and Xbox 360 games. 
And then the bottom bracket is the dawn of a new era, Switch and PS4 games. And I also want to remind the listeners that next week we will be going through our Final Four. So whatever makes it to the Final Four with these two regions um, will battle the older regions um, next week. Ryan and I will be talking about that. And which also means you listeners still have time to write in with your brackets. We actually have quite a few. Oh, nice. We got another email uh, a couple days ago from Sean. And then... What's up, Sean? We also have some stuff on Twitter and Facebook and all kind of... Pull all that stuff together. We'll read it next week. Ryan, I'll debate our Final Four. It'll be a good time. Yeah, it'll be good. But Ryan, today, let's start with a new generation of game. What is the first battle? So the first one is Elder Scrolls V Skyrim on various consoles. Um, a one seed versus Wii Sports. Wii Sports is a 16 seed? Yeah, someone was giving me a really hard time. But like when you have games like you know Skyward Sword, Mario Galaxy. Skyward Sword sucked, though. That's the worst one, like, critically. You can seriously get the, the <laughs> hell out of here. I will take Ocarina of Time over Skyward Sword. You've never even played Skyward Sword. I have. No, you haven't. Yeah. When? When it was on the Wii. <laughs> I don't believe you. Okay. Who's your, uh, who's the weirdo companion guy? Well, first, okay, so there's... Well, it, well, it starts out and you have, like, a four-hour quest line to save cats on roofs, and then it's really, like, fidgety with the uh, nunchucks. Nunchucks? Numchucks. You win for now. <laughs> All right, so uh, Skyrim sales, 22.7 million. That's insane. Metascore, 94 and 8.2 user score. Wii Sports, 45.7 million. That's because it came with the Wii. Yeah. And then um, what if that takes that into account, like physical sales outside of just Wii consoles? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, and then Metascore was 76, and user score was 8. I think that's an easy choice. I enjoyed, like, Wii Bowling and Wii Tennis, but Skyrim's always going to win. Okay, I was going to say, like, whoa, you're not... Yeah, seeing... your face was like, what? <laughs> no, definitely. And it was one of the best ways to showcase what the console could do um, yeah. with just very simple pick-up-and-play sports games that yeah. required very little teaching you could i mean a grandmother grandfather i mean did you put like a three thousand or like 600 consecutive days or whatever who did that oh there was an article about this uh grandma who played wii sports and it was like 11 years worth of consecutive every day she played it i mean i don't doubt that i mean um and i'm pretty sure there, there were many like retirement homes that had wii's yeah because it's um they really promote exercise for old people because the more you exercise, you get more oxygen to your brain, and it. Uh, talk about IQ stuff. It actually re- keeps your brain from decaying. Oh, really? Over time. Okay. Yeah, because you. I mean, you think of when you're drowning or people are underwater, or unconscious for a while. Their brain isn't getting oxygen, so when they get out of like, not a coma, but like concussions and stuff, because there was no oxygen to your brain, it actually dies. Mm. So. Yeah, it's good for old people. Okay. But what is better is being Dovahkiin, slaying dragons, and murdering cities. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. So definitely Elder Scrolls here is the clear winner for me, no doubt in my mind. Um, I do want to tell a quick story about the Wii, though. Okay. Um, I can't remember if... I probably have talk, told this story like a million times, but I think it's fitting which, here. Which story is When that? I got the Wii. 
maybe. So it was when it was the hottest commodity. Every single person wanted a Wii in their house for Christmas because it was just the bee's knees. I mean, everyone was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the must-have item for, for Christmas that year. So my dad and I went on the hunt for Nintendo Wii. We stopped at every GameStop, every Best Buy, Walmart, Target, everywhere that we could that would possibly sell the console we went to and who's calling me it's not showing me oh it's my dad um i'll call him back <laughs> for the number of times on here where we're like oh your dad's calling nope ignore <laughs> <laughs> send him to voicemail he probably he's probably calling it because uh, i gave him the third season of game of thrones last night oh nice so he probably finished it already um yeah that's when they what she tells the people to buzz off and i'm going to keep your gold with the dragons the red wedding Oh. Yeah. That's probably what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, anyway, so my dad and I were on the prowl for the, for the Wii. And, um, and so we go to all these different stores, and eventually we come to a breaking point. We're just like, Rusty, we have to go home. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Um, and, you know, we'll get one after Christmas. But as we're coming home, we see one of the Hollywood video game crazies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Dad, can we stop one more time? Just, just, let's just check this place. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, go ahead and run in. I won't go in this with you. You know, yep. Let me know if they have it. So he literally didn't park in a parking spot. He like literally just stopped, and I ran in. A lady was there exchanging her Wii for an Xbox 360 because her son went back on his Santa list mm-hmm. and said, I don't want a Wii anymore. I want an Xbox 360. So like, I was like, do you have any Wiis? And she's like, yeah. Like, I was asking the guy at the counter, do you have any, do you have any Wiis? And she's like, I'm actually exchanging mine now and he's like yeah this is the only one we'll have in stock didn't even let him finish the sentence i ran out of there was like waving my dad in like dad you gotta get in here right now so he parks the car he comes in and we got it That's and awesome. so that lady like saved christmas for me <laughs> here's the crazy thing so we brought the Wii home and of course my dad was like yeah just open it up play. you don't have to wait till christmas because it was like a week or two from christmas and is that why you suck at waiting to give gifts on the day <laughs> yeah i'm really bad at that i actually well I, lauren was like yeah, my birthday's in like a month, and you're like, oh, here's your gift, <laughs> like a month earlier. Well, I already have about eight things saved for you for your birthday. I'm only going to get you one, but there's a number of different items. Dude, it's going to look amazing in, in your apartment. What? Yeah, you wait. It's going to be great. So just... I totally forgot I had a birthday coming up. Yeah, July, right? Yeah, we're going to be on the cruise. That's right. Yeah. The third? No, the fifth. Same thing. So... Anyways, we get I the Wii. the third is Diana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we get the Wii. Bring it, we bring it home. I'm setting up the console. My dad is upstairs talking with my stepmother at the time. Mm-hmm. And I just hear them, like, just going nuts. Like, just a crazy screaming match. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the? What's going on up there? And it got to the point where it was, like, really crazy. Like, yeah. scarred for life, embedded in my brain type stuff. I was so terrified, I ran downstairs and hid behind the couch, like in the basement. And I took my nunchucks, and I went in there for battle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, equipped with my, my Wiimotes, and uh, yeah, whatever. So <laughs> so anyways, um, my dad comes downstairs in the basement, and he's like, Rusty, we gotta go. We gotta go talk to my lawyer. And they got a divorce. Because she was pissed off that my dad had purchased this console... And they didn't, her and her daughter, did, like, didn't get anything in return. Wee's ruining families <laughs> since 1995. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wee Sports was the, 
the downfall of, of my dad's second marriage. <laughs> <laughs> we just got too into bowling, and then I yeah yeah um, happens to the best of us. I was at a supplier dinner, and he was telling. I don't know how we were talking about wees, but we were talking about wees, and his is a very similar. It was the same kind of when it was launched, and everywhere was out of it, and his kid wanted one, and um, he was in line returning something. And then they announced over the loudspeaker, that, like, <laughs> hey, no. the, at the returning area, we have 10 Wii's that just came in. And he was, like, fourth in line. So he's like, I don't know if it's on my kid's list, but shit, I'll get one. Yeah, if not, you'll sell it for twice and, the like, price. everyone just a swarm <laughs> just attacked that area. Someone pushing over old ladies, like, and jumping like, over display cases. The number 11 guy. I was like, they... I would have bought 10 and then sold them in the parking lot for like $700, mm-hmm. but they limited your purchases to one, mm. unfortunately. So yeah, that's how he got his Wii, because he was just in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Great console. We'll have to do a um, kind of a retrospective of that console, because really great, um, <coughs> just a lot of hidden gems on that system. I know that's yeah. not a word that people like throwing around, but what? really- Gems? Hidden gems. Because there's a particular Two. YouTuber that does like a series of those videos, and when he, he has such a, a, a wide audience now that- when he does these hidden gems, prices on eBay typically tend to spike up. What a jerk. Uh, no, MJR, Metal Jesus Rocks. What? That's his name. Oh, I was like, Metal Jesus Rocks? Metal Jesus <laughs> Actually, Rocks. Actually, uh, one of my coworkers was emailing a supplier that had my boss CC'd on it. And the supplier's name was Jesus. Mm-hmm. But when Joe like pulled up his phone, he's like, Jesus, I need you to submit this money to us <laughs> like, on his phone. <laughs> he just looks up. He's like, did you just email Jesus? <laughs> like really confused. He's like, that's the greatest email I've seen so far. Oh, okay. <laughs> Enough of the about Wii Sports. And- Jesus, give us your money. Because <laughs> uh, you only see one line at him. That's funny. Okay. Anyways, so yeah, but Skyrim um, is an easy winner. I first got it on the computer on my Alienware, and um, we played. I played the crap out of it, and you could spawn in things. I just remember using cock to win, or what is it? Cock was basically the coc. Cock to Windhelm, cock to wherever, and it just teleported you there. Okay. Um, but we spawned in, this was Tim and I back in the day, um, we'd spawned in like 30 dragons. So there's just dragons everywhere. Like if you want an epic battle, spawn in like in the fields outside of one, r- White Run. Mm-hmm. You can spawn in like an army of people, like storm cloaks, like 20 of them, spawn in 20 dragons, and they just all battle. There's just fire nonstop. That would be amazing. And then we're like, oh shoot, we're crashing your computer. We got a uh, cock to Windhelm or whatever, so we'd like teleport out of there and like wipe the map. But nice, yeah. We had some epic battles. Um, we had one where we were doing like Stormcloaks versus the other guys. So we just have two armies: the white versus the yellow guys, or blue versus yellow guys, and they just go in and just all murder. So you just have this pile, like a huge, um, like what what is the Battle of Ministereth kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, and then I, sp- I talked about it previously, but I spawned in like 1,500 chickens into the Jarl's home, crashed my computer. Um, it's because there's too many entities in such a small area. Yeah. And then I tried 1,500 chickens in the field, 
next to the giant. So the giant was just killing everything. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's a great game. I've probably owned four copies of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, computer, PS3, PS4, and Xbox. Yeah, I had it on Xbox 360 originally, then PS3, and now PS4. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably get it on Switch eventually just because it'll be nice to have it portably. Yeah, and I'll probably eventually get that as well if Monster Hunter doesn't consume my life. Yeah. And um, this is one of the games that, like, the first week, Rick, or we when I went to my second college, when I transferred, um, I was in the dorms with my roommate, Rick, and he was playing it. We had, like, rearranged our rooms so that we could have, like, a TV under our bed. Nice. So we could just play. And um, we left our door open, and we ended up, like, infesting our entire dorm hallway with Skyrim because we were just super excited about it. Yeah. So you'd go down the guy's side of the hallway, and it was just Skyrim music or, like, the people getting hit. You're like the, oh, oh, like, people dying. <laughs> and um, Wait, what is this? Is that you? No. What? That's totally me. Is it really? Dude, you yeah. were so adorable back I then. I was. I was an adorable kid. I had blue eyes and really light blonde hair. What happened? God, you grow up and you get ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a hard, hard knock life. Yeah, wasn't I adorable? Dude, you were so cute. There's a picture of uh, me with like blonde hair, like raising my hands up as I made like a little hoop. Like we had a little uh, basketball hoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I used to have blonde hair. Your dad looks like Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah, like kind an of old Steve Jobs. Yeah, but not like an old, old, but like back in the day, Steve Jobs. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. So why? Do, why do you have a picture of me and my dad when I was like a year old? Well, that's not the only thing I have on my phone, of you. Oh <laughs> no! So Lauren, have... Lauren just sent that to the group. It was a picture. So for context here, um, Lauren is at the parents. <laughs> we go from Skyrim to like, is this you yeah. as a baby? <laughs> yeah. So for context, Lauren is at the parents' house, and she just sent a picture to Ryan and I. Um, via text of their father holding Ryan as a little baby. Yeah, he had a really full beard, mm-hmm. um, which I aspire to have a thicker beard, like the like uh, the red haired dude. Yeah, um, on Game of Thrones. Have you seen him without a beard? No, probably looks like a, like oh a child gosh. or something. Dude, no, we need to stay on he track. Looks like a Fabio, because we're like an hour and fifteen minutes into the show, and we've gotten through one <laughs> battle. Okay, wait, so. Wait, wait. I had another... Oh, yeah, so in the dorms. Yes, keep talking about that. I need to use a restroom. But I want you to interact. Just pause it. I'll, I'll hear it in... Uh, I'll hear no, it in, I don't want to hear you... I'll hear it in post. Okay, so... I'll leave the door open. Okay, cool. So, uh, we are coming up with names, and I have a, an active imagination, and I named my character Pablo Raw Dog, and I was a Khajiit, as one is, um... Because I let loose to my uh, roommates that my RuneScape name was Future Furry. And then I figured out what furries were. And I kind of regretted naming myself that. And running around for so many hours proclaiming to be a furry in the future. Um, so, yeah, I was Pablo Rawdog. Um, I leveled up a lot. And so we were trying to figure out some other names. Because Ben needed a character. And I think using the same kind of naming scheme, he was Sancho Taint and Slap, <laughs> which course. is another quality one. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. 
Gotta love Skyrim. It was a great time. All right, what's the next battle, Ryan? The next battle is Fable 2. Um, it sold 1.09 million, has an 89 and a 6.6, so pretty low. Really? Yeah. And then Dark Souls, the original one, um, sold 3 million copies. It's also an 89 and had an 8.8. Interesting. Um, so for me, I actually picked Fable 2 here. Really? Fable 2 was in my top 10 games of all time for quite a while, actually. Um, came at a really special time. I think I might have told this story, you know, 45 episodes ago. But when I got it, it was a time when I was just not doing so hot, emotionally speaking. And um, I remember pre-ordering it, one of very few games I've pre-ordered. Well, actually, now I've pre-ordered more, but um, for the PS4. But back then, I pre-ordered it at Surrogate City, Oh, which, of course, is is no, no longer a thing. Um, but I remember getting my copy, going home, and I was at my mom's place and having this like 20-inch CRT TV and just sitting on the floor next to my bed, just getting lost in the world of Albion. You you get to create your character, male or female. Yeah. You get a little puppy companion, and you just go on this grand adventure choosing either good or evil, trying to take revenge for someone that killed your sibling growing up. Yeah. And so when you start the game, you're kind of on the streets. You're, you're a nobody, and you eventually kind of just work your way up. Um, and try and getting revenge. The ending's a little a little anticlimactic, mm-hmm. um, but the build up's great. And just, I love Fable. Mm-hmm. I wish we had more of it. I love Fable Three as well. Um, you'd like Fable Three because you there's like a, somewhat of a kingdom building component to that. Yeah. Um, but um, just really good fun. Um, yeah. I mean, I love the action RPG style. The world itself is just has like almost like a cartoony weird look to it mm-hmm. a lot yeah, of fun i was though. watching some gameplay this morning definitely a lot of light-hearted than uh, dark souls but yeah no way diminishing my my love of dark souls i had such a blast playing through that with you um yeah. late last year how far did you get in it pretty far i mean i got to the dlc okay and then it, that kind of derailed me yeah but i would say i was probably about 70 percent through so do you have to kill the four um main bosses so you killed seath yeah, and then... Did you kill another one? Dude, I can't remember. I'd have to look at my trophy listing to see okay, what so I have and have I killed been. Seath, and then I also killed the Bed of Chaos, mm. um, the mother of that uh, Quaylag, that Spider-Woman. Yeah. Um, then I was going for the Three Kings, and then I also have to kill the, um, the Scythe guy, or like the dead dude. Okay. It starts with an N, not Neo. Nian. Ned. Or, Ned. <laughs> Ned, the equivalent of death. And then you have to kill the final boss. Mm. Um, and then I also kill... I was at Artorius. Um, I almost beat him, but yeah. He's our, he's a really cool fight. And his the entrance to his... Where he basically throws a dead guy at you that he just killed. Who's infected by the abyss. Um, Is this a DLC guy? Yeah. I think that's what I got to, and he just obliterated me. Yeah, so he's rough, but the way he starts the fight is the cutscene where he stabs a dude who's infected by the Abyss, and then he throws it at you. Mm -hmm. And the final boss, DLC boss, in Dark Souls 3 starts the exact same way. Okay, yeah, so that is the one that I got annihilated by, because I remember you saying, make sure you have the volume up, because the way that scene plays out versus Dark Souls 3, it'll be like, really nostalgic for you yeah because that song plays and then Gwyn's theme plays yeah and like so yeah i need to go back and and 
kind of wrap that game up. Certainly before I played Dark Souls 3, um, and after Sekiro, of course. So do you remember the dog character? Like the big wolf? Yeah. That you killed in that, like, graveyard-looking place? Yeah, yeah. apparently, um, so that's Artorias. Dude, I'm proud of myself. I actually, I, uh, I articulated the L there. Wolf? Yeah. Nice. Look at you. Yeah. Growing Speech therapy's working. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, that was his dog, and he, like, he was going after, uh, I don't know, he was, like, the king of the abyss or whatever. Okay. Like, the demon of the abyss, and he basically says to, like, shields the his dog and, like, tells him to run off um, to save himself, essentially, and then he becomes corrupted by the abyss. Hmm. So. Dude, I love all the... You killed his dog, oh. and now he wants to kill you. <laughs> I love all, like, the backstory... The, the lore behind Dark Souls. Yeah, I think that's what it does really well is, I mean, it's as surface level as you want it to be, but if you dig, there's, like, for the amount of interwoven plot lines and how they all play out over all three games. I actually, um, I ordered a Dark Souls 1 through 3 compendium art book. Ooh. It's, like, over 400 pages. It comes out in May. I pre-ordered it, and it was only 30 bucks. Can you pre-order me one and I'll pay you? Sure. Sweet. I'll make note of that. I'll put it in my cart right now. Okay. Um, so, Ryan, why don't you talk about your choices? Yeah, so I I didn't really play Fable. Um, it looks like something I would have really enjoyed. You would have um, loved it, yeah. Um, at the time, I'm sure it's not as... It didn't age as well, um, unfortunately. But, yeah, I played Dark Souls for the first time when it came out, the remastered version. 464 pages. Oh, yes. Give me some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Dark Souls. I've really enjoyed it. It's a lot different, or it's one and three were made by the same kind of team, um, so it has the feel, but a little bit slower as three, which is one of my favorite games of all time. So yeah, I, this was kind of an easy choice for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could gush about Dark Souls for yeah. Well, hours. we did an we did a Dark Souls episode, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Ryan, let's go ahead and move right along here. So. Um, you chose Dark Souls over Fable. I chose Fable over Dark Souls. But what's this next battle here? So the next battle is Bioshock, which is a five seed, versus Assassin's Creed Two. So Bioshock twelve, 12 seed. Yeah, twelve seed. See, I, when I was listening back, I'm like, I said the seeds once when you pushed it, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna start doing seeds, and then I say one like you see the first game, right, the seed, and, then and then I then... totally forget by the, <laughs> the second game, <laughs> the next two words. Yeah. Um, so Bioshock sold 4 million and had a 95 and an 8.5 and Assassin's Creed 2 had 90 or sold, um, I have 1.6 and 9 million for the like first three Assassin, like mm-hmm. as a series. And then it had a 90 and an 8.8. Yeah. Nice. What'd you choose? I chose Assassin's Creed 2. Mm-hmm. So I I played through Bioshock, and it was a great game. Um, I didn't play all the way through. I It was when I started killing those little girls, and like... You could either sacrifice them, or like... Oh, I'm sacrificing them. Yeah. Because you, they give you stuff. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, because then I'm killing children. <laughs> There's a trophy for saving all of them. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to get stronger, and it was... I'm not a trophy, an achievement, because I played on 360. Um, yeah, they're really... It's a great game, but I didn't play enough of it to cement it as my victor. Um, 
I remember the gameplay was really unique. It was very atmospheric. Very much so. Yeah. So it's a shame that Bioshock, the people made Anthem or the people made Bioshock, right? Or no, no, no never mind. Well, no, Ken Levine is the director. Um, what is it? Because they made Bioshock Infinite. What is, what is Bioshock Studio doing now? I can't remember. And it, um, no. The name is on the tip of my tongue. Tip of the tongue, teeth, and the lips. What is that from? School of Rock. Mm. I need to rewatch that movie. That was such a great movie. So 2K was the publisher. 2K. 2K Games. What did they make? Irrational Games. That's what I was thinking of. Um, 2K Games makes the 2K Sports games. I mean, they, they make a million um, different games. Are those still in production, 2K Sports? Yeah, they're definitely like... NBA 2K is like far surpassed NBA Live. Like NBA Live shouldn't even be alive anymore. Um <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Pun not intended. I didn't mean to do that. Um, uh, yeah, those games are garbage. Oh, Dishonored. Um, that's what I was thinking of. Dishonored. Um, so yeah, Assassin's Creed Two. Is this the one? I'm trying to think what who the main character was. For Ezio. This. Ezio. Yeah, this was an amazing game. Dude, the. I mean, the when I played Assassin's Creed One with my buddy, I remember it was very much like Grand Theft Auto Three when I played growing up. Whereas yeah. just last, just survive as long as you can, go into a town and just wreck havoc. Yeah. Um, and then get and, desynced. And that was good fun because Assassin's Creed, when you first play it, it's like, whoa. Especially at the time with the graphics where they were. I mean, the graphics didn't age, but you're looking at these large landscapes because that was medieval, like, yeah. um, Templars with the, like, really old armor, which was really cool. And you have these vast environments, like deserts and things. And you could, like, ride horses and things like, like that. riding into Jerusalem, ready oh, to kill everyone. Dude, so epic. That was just really uh, cool. And then this next one was... I'm trying... I need to look it up. Italy. Italy. Yeah, because you, you had, like, Leonardo da Vinci, like, giving you all these different... Yeah, like, and he gave you that flying machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was oh, so much fun. I love... Assassin's 2 is where um, you get to upgrade your armor and change your armor sets. Yeah. The first one, I think you were always the white hood. I think so. Um, this new one, you get to like customize your armor, which was a lot of fun. I was wearing like this cool pimped out black and red. I looked awesome. Oh yeah. Like no. the end game armor. Like I think it was an Eagle looking thing. Now I need the nostalgia of seeing end game Eagle armor. Yeah. So I recently got the Ezio, Ezio collection on PSN. Cause it was like 12, 15 bucks or something like that. So okay. with that, I got, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and Revelations. And last year I played through Brotherhood and um, really just reminded me of Assassin's Creed 2 because they're basically the same game. They play the same way. Yeah. Um, the mechanics of upgrading your armor and getting new swords and everything is, again, very similar. But, um, yeah, what an achievement that game was going from 1 to 2. I mean, it was... It, it's You know, when you, when you look at sequels, you know... This armor. Look at that. Oh, yeah, it's pretty boss. Um, so nice. Sometimes you, you don't see a whole lot of, of change from one to the other, but like I liken it to like Uncharted 1 and Uncharted 2. Like Uncharted 1 looked like it could have come out on like the PS2. And then yeah. Uncharted 2 was just like, whoa, this is the real deal. Yeah. Um, and un, un, or Assassin's Creed was very much the same. I don't think graphically. It was still glitchy, and um, the jumping mechanics and the movement of your character, again, was still very weird. And it always has been. Even today it still is kind I of... Mean, because it's such a novel concept. I mean, imagine you have so many points that you could jump onto. Yeah. I mean, Assassin's Creed, I think, was the first one that actually implemented that well. 
no, being I think able so. to run and jump around the entire town. That's it's crazy for and just climb and time. scale buildings and stuff like that. And everything you can, I mean, think of how much time had to go into designing all the buildings so that you could latch on or like when the player clicked in anywhere in these giant cities, they could jump onto it. Yeah, or latch onto it. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah, no, it's a great game. Um, I chose Bioshock. Really? Yeah. You enjoy that one? I did. I mean, I, I love Assassin's Creed for all the reasons I just said, but Bioshock really made me feel something that I haven't felt a long time playing games. Oh? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> no, but like, it was really, the ending especially, like, if you actually experience the ending, um... I'll have to hook up my PS3. Unspit, again, it hasn't been spoiled for you. It's really one of, like, the craziest... I, I've, I don't know what the ending is. So I won't go there. I, I, okay. I'll, I'll let that... Um, you know, the listeners need to experience it. Now you can get the Bioshock collection on PS4. Um, you can get mm. one, two and infinite for 20 bucks. Oh, really? Worthwhile investment. Oh, um, I've actually haven't that. played infinite. I've heard the ending to that is even crazier than one. Um, yes. My and, coworker said that's a great game. And Bioshock two is kind of like the ugly, you know, stepchild. I don't really know why, because I loved Bioshock two. Um, so you've actually, them all except for infinite. I have. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess two of them. It's really weird though, because two had multiplayer, that was so much fun mm-hmm. and hardly anyone played it, but I really enjoyed playing the online, um, for Bioshock two. Um, but one is in particular, um, it was just so addicting. Like I can't even really recall or remember cause it's been years since I've played it, but I just remember it, you know, exploring every nook and cranny and just the different, like almost superpowers that you got. Yeah. Um, tied did, with just the, the first person shooter mechanics, you, like needle them into you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it's called. Um, but yeah, you have like these like little vendors that you can just buy different, like, ah, the name escapes me, um, of like the stuff that you kind of inject into yourself, but I'm not going to Google needles that give you power. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't like bring to the dark heroin, heroin, (laughs) bring into the dark web. Ryan, don't go there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it is one of, I said last episode (laughs) that perfect dark is the best first person shooter I've ever played. Um, Bioshock's actually probably the the best first person shooter I've ever played. Okay. Uh, technically speaking, the most yeah. well, no, because then you look into the Wolfenstein, uh, New Order, and yeah, so forget it. Wolfenstein's the crowning achievement in first person shooters in my eyes. Um, I think Resistance Three is the best shooter that I've played. Yeah, but Bioshock yeah. is up there, and I think. Um, yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, loved it. So you let's let's get assassin. this uh, let's keep this train rolling, Ryan. All What's right, the next, the next one is Mass Effect Two. And Gears of War, the first one. Mm-hmm. So Mass Effect sold 4.07. The series as a whole, which I'm guessing it's the first three, sold 10.2. And it had a 94 and an 88, or 8.8. And Gears of War sold 5.8. And the series sold 22. Wow. And um, I think that's all the way through four. And then it had 94 as well, and then an 8.3. So Mass Effect 2 was a 4 seed, and Gears of War was a 13 seed. <laughs> I was actually thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I've screwed up to this point. I'm just not going to say them. Yeah. Um, I didn't really... I didn't get to Mass Effect 2. I played through the first one to like probably 70% of the way in. You had to get to like a certain area, and my game glitched, and it mm. wouldn't allow me to that area. Yeah. So I it put a foul taste in my mouth um, for the series... I did enjoy the combat and getting to order around your people. And I think you could have jumped between each person 
where they were in mm-hmm. combat, right? I think so. It's been so long since I played. I remember playing the first one, like, when I was a junior in college. Mm-hmm. And I played the second one right after that. I mean, I kind of just powered through the series um, leading up to 3's release. Um, but the way Mass Effect 2 starts is pretty insane. Yeah. Because I watched the beginning. Yeah. Um, it's where the ship was destroyed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's really eerie is eventually you... I can't even remember how uh, Shepard is... Commander Shepard is like reincarnated. Um, I can't remember. But anyways, there's a point in the game where you get to visit the crash site. Yeah. And you get to go to each, of, each area of the ship and like you have like visions from the past of like what happened yeah you like relive certain memories of certain characters and certain like artifacts on the ship and it's it's really this interesting experience like it's almost like like tear jerking if you like have really invested in these characters yeah um because if, if you're willing to do like all the side quests these games can take you know 40 50 60 hours to complete and so when you're spending that much time with these characters you really grow to love them yeah and so to go back to that crash site and kind of like see the characters can die right yeah, yeah, so you can choose, and that's what's so great about this game, um, Mass Effect 2, is that a lot of your decisions will, of, of course, affect later moments in the game um, to the point where you can let certain characters die in order to save the lives of others. Yeah. And um, what really kind of irked fans with Mass Effect 3 is that they really kind of, like, condensed the endings into three, like, split things. Okay. So no matter what you did the past three games, it all comes down to these three scenarios that really aren't all too different from one another. Okay. And so that like really pissed off fans because they wanted like dozens and dozens of endings um, because your decisions from one can be vastly different from another person. So like all the people would live. I'm trying to think of a series. I think there was a series where you could basically, it would grab your uh, place, uh, your save file from the first game. That's Mass Effect. Is that? Yeah, so I played all three games on the 360. Yeah. And so it carried over my decisions from each game. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I think if you play Mass Effect 2, it'll ask you, have you played the game? And if you haven't... You'll make decisions right there, right? The yeah, screen. something like that. Um, but great game. I mean, the storytelling was just so perfect, and it's really a shame that Bioware has made the games subsequent to Mass Effect 3 that they have. I mean, Andromeda, or however you pronounce it, um, the fourth Mass Effect game, I didn't play. That's what I was thinking. They made Anthem, and they're getting crapped on right now. Yeah, they're just really going downhill right now fast. Well, it's it's also not the same studio it once was. Like, it's a shell of... Like, the people who left the studio Mm -hmm. that were on these original games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a scene... It's... I guess it's iconic from Andromeda. It's one of the characters whose like eyes are bugging out. And oh, yeah. looks, she's like, "Oh, something's wrong with my face." There's like, so, like my face hurts, and yeah. it's like, "Oh my god!" There were a lot of memes when that game first was released. It was like the next generation of games, you know, like because this person just looked like someone on the PS2. Like the, the even the facial, like the graphics themselves were crap, and then it was just glitched <laughs> up to hell. Like it was just ridiculous. My face hurts. Yeah. Um, but Gears of War, I mean, so that's your choice. Yeah, Gears of War, it it's such a brutal game. Yeah. And the storytelling is great. I mean, you have your squad. My favorite guy was Cole, which was oh, the yeah. big black Nat- guy. Naturally so. Yeah, which I related to. And um, he, 
he was just hilarious. He had like really witty comments, and it's basically the squad of guys. Um, I think you start out in a prison, and he, um, you get broken out, and they're basically like, you're, you're breaking me out, and they're like, everyone's been acquitted of their crimes. Um, basically, the world's gone to shit. Yeah. And you're facing these enemies that had come up through the ground, and I remember um, playing... It was a bunch of my guy friends from high school. We were playing through this when it originally came out, and we were playing the mission where you realize, like, you throw a charge into the ground to map out the tunnels, mm-hmm. and you basically see, like, on your screen the, the tunnels, and it's, like, going for miles. Oh, wow. And it's like, holy cow, what is this? And then you got your chainsaw gun, you've got your shotguns, and they're all the kills are super brutal. Like... Running up to one of these guys and just chainsawing them in half. Oh, so much fun. Very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also wasn't easy. Like, no. This was one of the first games that did that crouching mechanic that tied you to the walls. Mm-hmm. Like wall hugging? Yeah, wall hugging. Um, it was very... like You basically got locked onto a wall and, and it's, you it's cover flip ba- around. A cover-based shooter is kind of what they call it. Yeah. 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 It, it was a lot of fun. A lot of late nights. With the bros. Yeah. No, it's it's a really fun game, and it's also similar to playing Halo on Legendary. Exactly. It's really fun to play this on the hardest difficulty setting with your friends, because it is just so chaotic and ridiculous, um, because you'll die within, like, seconds of exposure of the enemies. Yeah. Um, so it makes for a really fun time. And we could even hook up a 360 tonight and do that. I would love... Because I made Lauren get those games. We have, so all, three, we have yeah. all three of those in there. And, um, I would, we should do Halo Legendary, Halo 3 on Legendary. We can do that. It'd be a lot of fun after we smash. That's right. Uh, um, so I picked, uh, Mass Effect 2, you pick Gears of War. So yes. like, I guess what's the next battle here? Uh, the next battle is Batman Arkham Asylum versus Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. I'm sure this is going to be a hard one for you. It was, um, Batman Arkham Asylum is actually... One of very few reviews that I did on YouTube. Really? Yeah, so if you go back, don't, please don't. Um, you can see me, Rusty, with a bald head and braces at yeah. the uh, the ripe age of 16. Yeah, I'm just noticing you got like a little spiky flip in your hair. Yeah, it's just chilling right now. This is Lauren convinced you to have hair. This is like me, this is like waking up, rolling out of bed, Rusty. Okay. So it just kind of does its thing. So you didn't put gel in it or anything? No, I did yesterday. You didn't want to look good for me. <laughs> Um, no, you just you let yourself go now that you got a ring. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> how it goes, man. Um, um, yeah. So I guess Arkham Asylum it sold two point five, um, had a ninety one and an eight point nine, which I was surprised. It, that's one of the acclaimed games, and eight point nine. It's still good. I yeah. thought it would be in the nineties. Um, and then Skyward Sword had three point six seven. A 93 and an 8.1. Okay. Yeah. I have not played much of either of these games. Um, I was watching some gameplay, and I, I everyone raves about the Batman games. Like, they're amazing. They I really need are. to go back and play them. You can get Return to Arkham, so you can get on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can get it at Walmart for 20 bucks, or just download it on PSN. Um, you'll get Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Yeah, and isn't there one more as well? There's Arkham Knight on the PS4, Yeah, which I never played. I Actually, it was one of the first PS4 games I bought, and um, I played like 30 minutes to an hour, mm-hmm. and I really wasn't feeling it, and I ended up just trading it in. Um, I, I want to get back to it, but yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. So 
Um, yeah, it's such a brutal looking game. It's dark. It's how Batman should be. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, Ben Affleck's Batman sucks, but he, him trying to put humor into the character, that's not the character. No. He's like this brooding billionaire who, I mean, Batman's seen some shit. Right? Yeah. He's not going to be like super lively. Um, but yeah, it definitely shows that dark kind of feel that DC has. Yeah, you know, they perfectly captured the essence of Batman. Of course, Kevin Conroy, who who voiced Batman in the Batman 90s animated series, reprised his role voicing the character. Yeah. And then, of course, Joker um, was voiced by Mark Hamill, as he was in the, the animated series as well. And it's seriously... I mean, the game perfectly captures the essence of who Batman is, who you always think of Batman when you... Whether you've read the comics, watched the animated series, um, you know, burned the uh, Batman versus Superman alive, you know, you just just burn the, those copies. Don't don't watch those films, um, garbage. But um, yeah, no, and it, it made you feel like Batman, very much like Spider Man Two on the PS Two and GameCube did. Walking around a, the Arkham Asylum and just hopping up on like pillars and waiting for the guards to walk underneath you, so you could like grab them with your bat claw or hook and like you know, hook them up or just the combat itself was, um, it's basically in games like Spider-Man and, um, battle or, uh, the middle earth shadow of Mordor, like those games are now described their battle combat is, yeah, it's like the Batman Arkham games. Like it is, it, the combat itself, like spawns so many other games that borrowed from it, you know, from a combat perspective. Um, it's so satisfying. Just the same way there's like dark souls likes, there's Batman Arkham. There really is. Yeah, lights. that counter system when, you know, your head kind of lights up, you realize that someone's going to hit you from behind, you yeah. press triangle and you counter them. It's just really um, addicting, mm-hmm. really fun. And just the story in that game was so perfect, especially well, the ending to Arkham Asylum actually is really unsatisfying. Oh. Arkham City is perfect. Really? Yeah. And it's, it's kind of unfortunate because... I liked kind of the more closer, compact, um, corridor-like areas in Asylum versus Arkham City that's very open world Mm -hmm. because you're exploring Gotham City and going from one area to the next. Because don't you get a Batmobile and everything? That's Arkham Knight. Uh, Ah, Oh my gosh. Your mom literally zoomed in the picture to your face and sent it back (laughs) to the... Back to the... I I don't know your thing. Hold on. I don't know why your mom does that. She'll like zoom in. No, it's because... I do that all the time. (laughs) Well, I find it hilarious where you do like a zoomed out picture and then you zoom in a little bit uh, more and then you zoom in a little bit more and you send like six pictures and it's slowly just getting closer (laughs) of your face. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's probably my fault that that's happening. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, Usually is. Um, Skyward Sword, you seem to like that game. As you text in a way. The beautiful theme of Skyloft. Spent many an hour here. Put me to sleep, man. <laughs> Dude, the best of Zelda will put you to sleep. The best of Zelda music will. Yeah, that's um, true. No, Skyward Sword is the definitive winner here. Um, I absolutely love this game. It's one of my favorite Zelda games of all time. I understand people hate Fee or Fi-Fo-Fum, your little companion that follows you around and tells you the garbage that you knew from the outset. 
Um, it just it they try to help you with controls and yeah. where to go and stuff like that. But it's it's stuff that listen. I don't need someone to hold my hand. Breath of the Wild and Fee kind of does that. Um, but this game had some of the greatest boss battles I've ever experienced in a video game. I mean, really. So the the end game boss is demise. But leading up to that, you fight this thing called the Imprisoned okay. and this giant like hole in the ground kind of coliseum like thing where you kind of have to run up this circular staircase type thing and fight this giant behemoth monster. Um, But then you also fight this demon lord, Girahim, or however you pronounce it. Girahim. And this person's sole purpose and goal is to try and resurrect um, Demise, the final boss. Dude, check this guy out. He is awesome looking. He looks like, um, what's... Nicholas Cage, the oh, on the bike. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah, if he like worked out with The Rock for five years, yes. like, <laughs> and was a cool character. Yeah, look at that sword. That sword's awesome. Looks like something from like Dark Souls. It does. Or Monster Hunter Generation, which we will be playing shortly, <laughs> folks. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> Fade in the screen. Yeah. Um. No, Skyward Sword is amazing. The music is just phenomenal it's a masterpiece of a soundtrack i wish i could get i can't find it anywhere um i went to like yahoo japan auctions and i'm trying to find the the cd soundtrack Mm -hmm. because i have ocarina majora um i think those are the only two that i actually have see it was really slow in the beginning of the game like it was a really long tutorial kind of area and i won't deny that it was yeah and i mean nothing is going to beat breath of the wild for me for zelda games but there was literally no tutorials. Hey, you have nothing. You don't even have a stick. You have to find a stick. And then you can beat people with a stick to get a bigger like log. And then you have to finally get a sword. It's not... Hold, there's zero hand-holding. That's why I can't wait for Breath of the Wild. It's just going to shatter like all previous Zelda games for me, probably. Yeah. So I, I doubt that I'll ever be able to go back and play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also... The controls were a little iffy for me yeah Mm -hmm. i mean the wii is something that like you come home from work you're super tired it's not something it's not gonna be the first console you go to yeah you know because you have to move yeah exactly (laughs) i play video games shit so i can just veg out and do nothing yeah i don't want to have to like waggle my hands like the wacky inflatable tube men (laughs) i love the word waggle (laughs) it's such a good word um all right ryan what's what's the next battle because we're like four hours into the podcast already um i chose wait Batman, obviously. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, you need to choose something. And then you chose Skyward Sword. Um, so the next one is Super Mario Galaxy um, versus The Walking Dead. Mm. So, <coughs> actually, I'm going to change my answer on this one. Are you? Yes. Ooh. Oh, no. Now the font is not the same. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Mario Galaxy sold... million um, had a meta score of 97, which is crazy, and is one of the few games on this list. Actually, the only in this top bracket um, that has a 9. For a user score. Yeah, Um, which is crazy. Um, And then The Walking Dead sold 8.5 million. It had an 82 and an 8.1. So... Let's talk about Super Mario Galaxy, the opening scene where you're like in this uh, a town and there's like a festival going on and then just bombs start raining from the sky. <laughs> <and> like, 
Yeah. It's, it's such a crazy opening for a... Well, it's funny. So back in the day, this came out in like 2007, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I was... No, it wasn't seven. It was like 2009 because I had to have been... 2008, 2008, because it was just on the eve of going into... I can say yes to any of those dates. I don't know when it came out. I can't out. remember. But b- bottom line here. So a buddy of mine um, made kind of a, a deal with me. He said, if you pre-order this game for me, he's like, I will give you my N64. And you know that thing in there that holds all the cartridges? Yeah. He's like, I'll give you that with um, like a bunch of controllers and everything. And I was just like, sure, I'll yeah. do that. Because... If I piece it all out, like it would have been probably over a hundred bucks to get that. And this was just this was on the eve of N sixty four prices like exploding. Yeah. Um, like I think probably Smash Brothers cost like forty bucks for the cart. Now it's like ninety. Um, but anyways, I'm surprised because I went into a store like one of those game type stores. Um, it's two thousand seven actually, November first, two thousand seven. Okay, when it came out. Um. And Smash was still like 60 bucks for the N64 copy. Yeah, it's stupid. So anyways, he he made this deal, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, I'll pre-order it. And I remember the day before it arrived at GameStop or it was released, I got a call from Mario, like a voicemail, basically saying, like, your your copy, I'm not going to even attempt to do the Mario yeah. voice, but he basically said, like, your copy is at GameStop, come, come and pick it up. And so I picked it up, I went over to his house. Mario, <laughs> you're there! Get out of those pipes. Um, Get out of the toilet you decided to be sucked into. Yeah. Such a weird concept of a character. It is. A short Italian man who goes, who's a plumber and gets sucked into the pipes. And there's this vast world where there's like turtles that want to kill you, hammer throwing turtles that want to kill you, whatever the hell a Goomba is. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little strange. Um, But I took the copy over to his house that day. And he popped the disc in, and uh, I was just I was completely blown away by the graphics. Yeah, I mean from from Mario Sunshine, which again at the time was very impressive, to Galaxy was just mind blowing, and just the, the mechanic where you could you collected those like little um those little gems. Yeah, and you could like press the A button like spit them at the screen or whatever like that, and um, just him running around the orchestrated music. One of the, I, mean, I keep saying soundtrack soundtrack soundtrack. This has yep. one of the best soundtracks ever it's so good you, you do say that for every game i do say the that for soundtrack every game. is the greatest here's the name of every song on that soundtrack no i listen to it when i sleep it is L- lauren's calling me should i pick it up sure probably not on speakerphone hey lauren hi Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> hey we're recording lauren we're, we're recording what's up <laughs> You're on speakerphone, by the way. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this smells like hard. Do you want the hard stuff? No, yeah, um, pinnacle uh, vanilla vodka. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, enjoy. All right. All right. See you. See you never. Bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta love it, folks. Marriage. Hey, I'm at the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Um, Where were we? Uh, Mario. Spinning gems at the screen. Yeah, Mario Galaxy, best soundtrack ever. Um, no, this is just such a great game. It's it's so inventive to go to these different planets that are, planets that are so intricately detailed mm-hmm. and so unique from one another. Yeah, that um, was a, it was a good game. 
And then The Walking Dead, that was a crazy game. Yeah. yeah. And you need to actually play it yourself. I have. I've played it. I've also watched a playthrough. I don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> I have your copy. You do, but you've never beat you never beat. I've it. beaten it. There's no way I can actually prove that, so Yeah. Um well trophies. I can look at your trophies history. Yeah, the problem is I played it on three sixty and I got the three rings of death. Mm. I do have my hard drive and it's sitting in a drawer somewhere. So. Okay. We'll verify this uh later. But um Which is really sad because when I got the three rings of death, which happened to three sixties apparently um i lost all my oblivion saves oh dude and like all so many hours and then i just never got an xbox again <laughs> wow that was... as you <laughs> die as a result of that what the heck was that that news um all right we're almost two hours into the show ryan we gotta right. we gotta pick this we're up we're not even like close all right so super mario galaxy and the walking dead walking dead was again i've talked about it to death actually i don't think i brought this up but when you were in Japan, I played through, like, all the Walking Dead games. Did you? I played through Season 1, Season 2, 400 Days with Michonne, um, which was, like, some side game. Or, no. 400 Days with Michonne. <laughs> was this a dating game? <laughs> Hold on. Um, so, I, I beat The Walking Dead Season 1 plus 400 Days. 400 Days was, was like, this little <laughs> side DLC for the first game. Season 2, A New Frontier, which is the third season... And then Walking Dead Michonne episodes, which was like a little four-hour game with Michonne. And then... <laughs> we're not going to go there. Just 400 Days with Michonne really reminds me of like the Kingdom Hearts kind of naming scheme. Like yeah, basically. 500 Days over three. Yeah. And then days the final season um, is only four parts. And Telltale Games, Rest Their Souls... Um, they got a team together that is going to finish it out. So I played through the first three episodes. Episode four comes out on the 26th of this month. Oh, nice. So I cannot wait to play that. Yeah. Um, but all of this to say that what, what's going up against, uh, Mario Galaxy versus yeah, Dead. Mario Galaxy wins. Yeah. Um, without a doubt, it's, it's just a, a, a great 3d platformer. Yeah. No, I have Mar- Super Mario Galaxy as well. And I need to, um, actually play the second one cause I have it on the Wii. Because Yoshi's in that game. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you're all about everything Yoshi. Yoshi! Yeah, he's just chilling up there. I'm so excited for Yoshi on Switch. Crafted World. Dude, yeah. it's going to be so beautiful. Oh, Yarny. And... Yeah. The next one, oh, Halo 3, which is going to be our night, um, versus Elder Scrolls Oblivion, which was such a hard face-off for me. Yeah, this was a really tough one. So, 8.1 million copies for Halo 3... Um, it had a 94 and a 7.9, and Oblivion sold 3.5, 94 as well, and 8.1. Gosh, where do I even begin? Halo. I mean, it, Halo 3, it's the end of the trilogy before they sold, or Bungie sold it off to, or split off and became 343. This was like the iconic. Was it even high school timing, I think? It was, because I remember it was like my freshman or sophomore year because um, people were skipping school. Yeah, I mean, for the number of hours, like this is what was known, like Halo Online, all those battles, I mean, this was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had live, I but I played live at my friends, and we just, every time we'd die, we'd switch controllers. Um, just 
I mean, the Spartan look, Master Chief, is such an iconic video game character. Like, he's recognizable. There are few characters that are re- as recognizable. Like Mario, obviously. Link. Link. Tetris blocks. <laughs> Just squares <laughs> and things. But Master Chief, yeah. Um, I was listening to an interview with the guy who did Master Chief's voice. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm just a voice actor, so I showed up and I did this game. And then later on, he had people come into his house to sign, like, copies (laughs) of, like, Matt Halo. Yeah. Um, But just such a fun game to play side-by-side co-op with friends. Yeah, no doubt. Um, It's the All the enemies are well thought out um all the guns were super satisfying um i'm pissed that they nerfed the pistol from halo one that it was so op yeah so great um you go through the the entire game with that that's how you beat it on legendary the first one yeah you just uh plasma pistol and regular pistol Mm -hmm. take their shields down and then shoot them in the head what's up (laughs) (laughs) um and then oblivion oh gosh like the opening scene where you are in the sky and you're flying towards this city and you wrap around that main tower and then you're in jail and basically right off the bat, spoilers, the emperor dies like right in front of you. You're the one from my dreams. And he he's played or the voice actor. He's one of the wizards or one of the X-Men guys. Um, I think it's voiced by... Who's the bald dude? Magneto. Oh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. It, it's voiced by Patrick well, Stewart. Well, no. Magneto is Ian McKellen. Um, it's Patrick Stewart. You're thinking of um, Professor X. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bald guy wheelchair. Bald guy wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Two of his most defining traits. Yeah. Besides, he's like one of the most powerful. He can read minds, like talk yeah. to every mutant ever. The first thing. Bald dude I... in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then you get out of jail after seeing there's this uprising of the Daedra that like or this cult, and then you're thrust into the world, and um, it was just such a cool concept of there's these oblivion gates everywhere. You basically go into these hell realms, and you close the gates of oblivion. Um, it had a really cool big battle with a bunch of guys in iron armor. Mm-hmm. Um, Versus a bunch of Daedra that escaped from this other dimension, um, like this hell dimension. And oh, I put so many hours. Um, there was this glitch that you could spawn things in using different types of arrows. And you'd basically have an arrow knocked. And then you'd switch arrows. And then you would hit the item. And it would duplicate it. The number <laughs> of arrows that you had. <laughs> I went into my house with that really annoying guy. Because you could get, once you beat, there was like an arena thing. And once you get all the way through. Oh, I love that There thing. was this blonde dude who just followed you around with his high-pitched voice. And yeah. he's like, you're great. <laughs> and every time you enter your house, he's just there. And he's like, hey, welcome. So what I did was I duplicated watermelons and filled, but basically drowned, <laughs> drowned him with watermelons. That's amazing. Um, so like, yeah, I hit the watermelon and then your game would go to one frame per second. And as these watermelons all pop out of this one watermelon, or I did it with jewelry, and I got my speech up to like 100. Nice. Because um, you're just selling these, and you get obviously unlimited gold. 
and then you can get whatever you want. Um, yeah, and then I broke the game because I went over the level cap. Mm. So all you have to do is, the way that they set it up is seven skills are the main things that level up your character. Yeah. And that your level dictates your health, magicka, and stamina. So what I did was I leveled everything up to 100, and then I went to jail, like murdered a bunch of people, went to jail, and then I got out, and my they lower your skills, so my main skills were lower, and then I'd raise them back up, and then I got to like 55 or whatever, and level cap is 50. Wait, how'd you do that? How'd you get to 55 if the cap is 50? Well, I just told you. I was zoning out. <laughs> I was staring at you, and I wasn't listening. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know what? Hear about it in post. Yeah. Go F yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, well, okay, yeah, let me so talk about my games. Well, which one did you pick? Oblivion. Okay. Oh, yeah, I put... I mean, I put maybe 300 hours into my character. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, yeah, I... It was, oh, I did everything in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was this leveling. Basically, there there was running and jumping. And jumping, if you got it to a hundred, you could like jump from foul. You already tall, right tall, <laughs> a stroke. Um, it, you can jump from tall. Di- Dude, take a break. Dude, T- take a sip of water. Y- you could fall from high heights. That's what I tried to say. Super Jeez. bros. <laughs> And, um, yeah, you wouldn't get hurt. So what I did was I would just go up the staircase and to level up falling, you'd have to fall and get hurt. So I duplicated health potions. I went upstairs, jumped off the stairs. Was that your phone? What was that sound? People above us? Well, I hear them going at it, but like, I thought I heard like a little bing, like ding noise. I don't know. So okay, so you're so I jumping off jump upstairs and you hear the <laughs> as your legs break and then I'd heal up and run up the stairs again and just jump off and I like leveled up and then I got this uh, couple charms that I duplicated and I got to like 150 falling so I literally fell off a mountain. Wow, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Also, I didn't tell you, I think someone tried to break into my apartment last night. Like what? I was like playing a game and like I had a drink and then. Someone was, like, fidgeting with my door handle, and, like, I looked outside, and there was, like, a person there, and it was, like, rattling my thing. So it was, like, pounding on the door to, like, have them know that I was there. And they ran away? Yeah. Dude, I would have opened up the door with my hatchet and my uh, my army knife and been like, bro. No, so that happened. So what did you pick? Halo versus uh, Elder Scrolls? Uh, A new apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Halo 3 or Elder Scrolls 4? Um, I definitely picked Elder Scrolls 4. Okay. Did you have any fun memories with either of those? So Oblivion, yeah, it's interesting. So I bought it at Best Buy. I bought it, the Platinum Hits or whatever the heck they called them back then. Um, greatest Hits? I don't yeah. know what they're called. Um, and I brought it home because it was just like the, the most acclaimed game. Everyone was talking about it. My friends were, you know, losing their lives over it. And I popped it in, and I started playing it, and I just thought it was the clunkiest piece of crap I think I've ever played. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I zoned out. Which game were you talking about? Yeah, Mario Galaxy. I thought we were talking about Halo and Oblivion. Yeah, I was. 
I seriously zoned out. I didn't hear the game you're talking about. No, so, okay, so I was playing Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, okay. and when I got to the first dungeon, I was just, like, whacking someone with a sword, and it was just so clunky. I was just like, this yeah. this is garbage. And I sold it. I played it for, like, two hours, and I was just like, I can't do this. And then I matured, and I went to college, <laughs> yeah. and I became a man. Exactly. And so then there was one Christmas, like, time where you know like finals week was always my favorite week Wait, did you play this after or before skyrim because college was skyrim or like high school was skyrim this was like sorry I'm playing footsie, playing footsie. Uh, this was like my freshman year of college so this is before skyrim came out oh okay because this would have been 2011 i guess that is true 2011 yeah. is actually when skyrim came out so yeah i didn't play skyrim for a while Oh, I played Oblivion. You didn't play it at launch. No, I played Oblivion. I guess you wouldn't know because you wouldn't have experience with Oblivion. I played Oblivion at the launch of Skyrim, basically. Oh, you poor man. Yeah, so it was finals week, which I loved because I always set myself up for success, you know, because I went in with like, I had to get like a 40% on the exam Yeah. to get a B. Did you get the 40%? <laughs> no, like I had to get a... Like, I, like, I know. Basically, I was going to get an A in the class. Yeah. So... I take my exams. Nerd. Yeah, I take my exams and I go back to my uh, not apartment, but my dorm room. Yeah, and I just had this awesome setup because my my roommate moved out and my buddy was going to move in the second semester, but I had that week of finals by myself. Mm-hmm. So I just had like this nice bro pad and I was just like playing Oblivion for like eight hours a day, and I just have such fond memories of that that I actually I got to be careful how I word this. I don't prefer Oblivion over Skyrim. I have better memories playing Oblivion than I did Skyrim. Okay. Yeah. Um, For me, between those two, it's really hard to choose. Yeah. Because I played more of Oblivion. Yeah. And I I explored every facet. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Skyrim is a more beautiful game. It has dragons. Um, The magic looks amazing, appeared. Yeah. Like, in Oblivion, you could get... I think the best thing you could get was a fireball mm-hmm. that exploded. And, like, I blew up an entire city. And, oh, what was really cool in Oblivion was you could make your own spells. Oh, could you? Yeah. And I made something that, like, murdered towns. See, I was never a big... Um, Spellcaster? Yeah, I wasn't. I would like to go through Skyrim, though, just as, like, a mage. Do it. Just, like, yeah. spewing, like, Kamehameha's and I'm stuff. usually a battle mage, and you do enchanting, because then you can enchant... Um, on your armor or mm-hmm. whatever you decide to do and you could do 100% destruction magic so basically all your destruction does z- take zero mana and you can non-stop fireball and things which is a lot of fun nice you feel like freaking goku yeah no i'll definitely do that spitting energy my next um skyrim cuz i'm always like a sneaky like bow and arrow stealth dude like, I, pretty much all my playthroughs are like that so yeah. i need to switch it up okay um but yeah oblivion Obvious choice for me. Ryan, let's get this last match because we're already hitting the two-hour mark here. Okay. <laughs> so, Uncharted 2, uh, Among Thieves, and Minecraft. So, Uncharted sold 6 million copies. It had a 96 and an 8.9. Mm. Minecraft sold 154 million copies. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It is behind Tetris, which is 170 million. Oh, it'll surpass it. It'll, yeah, best-selling game, probably. Um, it had a 93 and a 7.6. This is an easy choice for me. Uncharted? Minecraft. No. Yes. Really? I have so many good memories. Um, Uncharted 2 is amazing. Can I, it, can I implore you with something? When we go to Best Buy, I'm forcing you to also pick up 
Dragon Quest Builders 2. Or Dragon Quest Builders, whichever one they have over there. It's basically the Dragon Quest Oh, yeah, I've seen world. it. Yeah, yeah, But the problem but is Minecraft. I did do research because we've talked about it before. And it limits what you can build, like, with that system. Like, you have to build a set construction okay. in there. It has the same pixel, or I think it's called voxels. Um, it has the same look to it, which is awesome. I would, But it limits what you can build as far as building the town. Well, you should just style. give it a try. If you can find a copy for, like, 20 bucks, yeah. you should give it a shot sometime. Yeah, I will eventually probably play it. Um, but Uncharted 2 amazing story this is the one where you go into the ice mountains mm-hmm. and then you have like those weird creatures and you're like what the heck it's shambhala mm-hmm. and then you go into like a different oh just the world was beautiful like you go into that cavern and then it's just this open environment um yeah i mean uncharted games are amazing their storytelling is great um as far as replayability like you play through the story and you're done it's like watching a movie um minecraft i've put so many hours in probably that's the most played it's probably rivaling runescape yeah um i've i mean max my friend who moved out of texas went back before high school he told me about this game and he's like because this is right after alpha which alpha was basically just flying around or but when beta came out which was eventually released where it had like a a survival aspect he's like hey try this game it's like 10 bucks um it's not officially released yet but um try it so i did it i just uh, such a unique experience going like I wish people could go back and play what it was mm-hmm. when it first, and then see along the way how it's grown. Yeah, because like now they have underwater w- weeds, like dolphins, things swimming around. Um, back in the day, like you had so many limited blocks, but the things that people built. Like I was trying, I was very ambitious, trying to build a star destroyer, like in my world. Did you build a cathedral? Yeah, I built a cathedral, and one of my other ones. Like I made so many worlds, like for building and. Like, oh, it's just great. And then the amount of fun nights I've had, um, like, we played in our engineering class in college. My friend Dave, he was like, he was really into the YouTubers that I was big into. It was called the Minecraft server. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was Ethos Lab, Good, BWO, people you don't know. No. Um, Etho was like, redstone related so we actually found ways to use redstone to update blocks and like auto farms things for you mm-hmm. um and the bwo was very much the like kind of visual builder so he built a giant arena on one of their first servers that they ended up having like these mass war with which was really cool um yeah so we played minecraft in an engineering classroom like a server that we established on school computers that's pretty sweet um and then just in the dorms we would play and we had we bought our own server and we would just all play together for tons of hours um yeah minecraft is definitely one of my favorite games i put it as number 10 i think on my top 10 games something like that i think it should be higher but it's it's amazing yeah 
Awesome. You, didn't, you never got into it, though. No, and I totally understand the appeal. I was a big Lego kid. I, I love just building and creating stuff with that kind of, like, wherever your imagination takes you, you can make that happen. Yeah. And I'm, I'm and it, very much like for me, I preferred The Sims because it was more, there was more like... Structure. Yeah. And it was like, you have a, a set layout of things that you can use, build something. Minecraft takes it a step back and it's like, no, you have nothing go here here's so a ch- like here's a chisel and just do whatever you want you know so yeah sims is here's a wall build a building minecraft is here's wood planks build a wall yeah then build a building with multiple walls well it's it's kind of like you know punch a tree get some logs well i think like wine a- nights you know like the lady whoever's ho- or whoever's hosting already has a picture in mind mm-hmm. you know so you, you recreate that and i feel like that's more like the sims and Minecraft's more like, here's a blank canvas, go. Which is terrifying for, like, there's so many possibilities that you don't have any possibilities. And I think that's why I never got into it, because it would just overwhelm me. Like, yeah. I, I would just go into this sandbox and would just be like, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah, I think that's the fun part, like, because I have the same thought process. So, like, there's so many things I can build. How, what am I going to build? Yeah. Like, you, you become more indecisive, but it's the aspect of, you have nothing. Okay, shit. At night, there's going to be zombies, creepers that were like... It, creepers came out of a pig that like went horribly wrong in their coding. So, oh, really? Yeah, so there was, he was trying to code a pig, and then it turned into a creeper. And he just uh, kept it. Yeah, That's just awesome. kept it. So, and it's such an iconic thing, mm-hmm. the creepers. So you have skeletons, zombies, and creepers, which is the premise that go and can only survive at night or in the darkness. Um, so you're like, oh crap, I need to build a house. And it's that first, and with the limited blocks you had ba- back in the beginning, with, I need, I don't have anything. I don't know what I'm doing. Let's put a, like it's a dirt cube. Like it's basically what you build. You do four walls out of dirt. So you have these ugly dirt shacks everywhere. Like, because you have no idea what you're doing. And then yeah. you're like, oh crap, I need coal to make lights. Because... Shit can spawn in your house in your dirt cube because you don't have any lights. Yeah. And uh, then you're just figuring out the worlds and, yeah, now you can make farms and, oh, it's such a good time. Nice. I mean, maybe maybe someday I'll get it like on we'll, the Switch no, or we'll something. Have to, we'll have to play together. That's where it becomes a real fun experience is okay. surviving together. Because most of, like, same way Monster Hunter World was a great experience. Um, it's because I played through it with Ben and Rick. Um, that's one of those games you have to play as a team because just playing aimlessly by yourself is not as fun. Okay, it's that's like fair. Halo Three. Yeah, or you play through the main story, but all the your main experiences are with co-op. Yeah, cool. Well, Uncharted is my pick um, yeah. for the reasons Ryan said. It's just a spectacular adventure, uh, very Indiana Jones like with its storytelling, um, and I love it. I love the series. Last year when I played Uncharted Four, um, or maybe it was two years ago, whenever it was. I played through the Uncharted um, collection on PS4, one through three, and then into four um, w- with no fatigue. I mean, it was still just so fun to play through that entire trilogy plus four um, back to back to back. And um, it's a series that I could always go back to, like take a, take a year or two break and just power through the games. And I just hope we see more. Yeah. But that's uh, that's the first round of one region. <laughs> And we're clocking in at two hours and six minutes, Ryan. This is the extended edition of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings films here. Yeah. Um, let's get to the second round. Okay, so second round, I had Elder Scrolls Skyrim versus Assassin's Creed 2. No, you had Dark Souls versus Elder Scrolls. Oh, 
Shit. Well, yeah, I did. Dark Souls versus Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I said that right. And Skyrim wins. Yeah. So I had Elder Scrolls versus Fable 2. And as much as I have those great fond memories of, of Fable, um, Skyrim, clear winner for me. Yeah. And then the next one is Assassin's Creed 2 for me versus Gears of War. And I chose Assassin's Creed 2. Um, yeah. It, that was a really hard choice for me. Um, because the... I don't know if the, I wasn't super fond of it. It's not like a Skyrim kind of decision. Yeah. But like as far as like mid-level games that I enjoyed, um, the Assassin's Creed experiences versus the very... They're very unique in their own mm -hmm. regard. No, I think that's a good choice. Um, for me, I had Bioshock and Mass Effect 2. Okay. And honestly, I could kind of like just flip a coin here. Like yeah. it could really go either way for me. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go with Bioshock Okay. for me. Um, I want to revisit that series for sure. And I don't know why there hasn't been an HD up res for the Mass Effect games, uh, the Mass Effect trilogy. to because well, owned by EA. Actually, that would be a money grab. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes perfect sense for them to do that. I don't know yeah. why they haven't. I mean, honestly, they should have just scrapped Andromeda and just made the HD trilogy. Um, just because I feel like there's a lot of people that hadn't played those games and they don't have the means to do so anymore because yeah. they got rid of their 360s or PS3s. And um, yeah, just... Bioware, make a good move and just <laughs> do something right. Yeah, and just bring us the trilogy, what the fans want. So, but yeah, no, Bioshock is the is the winner there for me. Okay. Um. So I have uh, Batman: Arkham Asylum versus Mario Galaxy, mm -hmm. and for me, it was Mario Galaxy. Mm -hmm. uh, that was an easy choice. Um, one, I didn't really play Batman that much, or at all, and Mario Galaxy. Mario games are just amazing yeah no i think that's a good choice too um so for this one i this is a really tough one for me i had skyward sword versus super mario galaxy and i originally had skyward sword going to the elite eight um mm. but the more i think about it i mean i'm definitely more likely to come back to mario galaxy five to ten years from now than i am skyward sword yeah um because i feel like even when you play a mario game that's infinitely better than the previous one whoa whoa Versus Sunshine? It's not infinitely better. I'm talking about the series as a whole. So, like, when you play 64, it's... it's Like, let me finish my point here. Like, <laughs> it's you play 64, and you could so easily go back to Mario World. Yes. Right? You play Sunshine, it's still so easy to go back to 64. True. And so on and so forth. Okay. Um, I just... I wanted to make sure I was... And Zelda right. can very much be the same way, but it sounds like, when I play Breath of the Wild, that mentality is going to be shattered. Yeah. So... But for Mario Galaxy, I've yet to play a Mario game. Maybe it's Odyssey, where I'm like, oh, I can never go back to 64. This, no. You know, I, you, after playing Odyssey, you there's you can always go back to an old Mario Yeah, games. I mean, that's why I love Mario games, because they're timeless. Yes. And so Galaxy is the winner here for me. Awesome. Uh, and then the last one is Elder Scrolls Oblivion versus Minecraft. Oh, boy. That one was a really hard one. I was sitting there on my break at work and I'm just sitting there like, what am I going to do? Cause all of these later decisions is, and especially in the lower bracket were really hard for me. I chose, chose Minecraft. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, yeah. you wouldn't talk, you talked about it for like 15 minutes. I don't, I don't, I could talk oh, for the number of times, the number of worlds, like the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. Um, for me, I chose, it was between of course, oblivion and uncharted two I chose Oblivion. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have as well. It's just such a great game. And 
um, really showcased the next generation. You know, when it came out in 2005 on the 360 or whenever, whatever year it was, it was very shortly after la- launch um, of the 360 because it was promoted, I think, originally as being a game that was going to come out at launch with the 360, yeah. which if it did, would have been the greatest launch game in, in the history of video games. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know you have your Mario Worlds and Mario 64s and stuff, but if Oblivion came out, you know, at, at the outset of things, that would have set the standard. Yeah, because I remember Morrowind was a huge game, mm-hmm. like one of the first, like of that scale on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Oblivion was the next generation and it was very much defining. Yeah, it was. And so, yeah. Same way Skyrim is now. So. Yeah. So it's it's clear winner for me. Nice. So now we're going back up. Yeah, back to Skyrim. So I have Skyrim versus Assassin's Creed 2. Um, that's It's a clear winner of a Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. For the number of characters, the number of times you... I mean, that's one of those games you make a character every six months and just play through it again. Oh, no doubt. Um, so yeah, I had Skyrim and Bioshock and Skyrim. I mean, it's just... Yeah. No, nothing's going to top that. Well... Something, <laughs> something will. We'll Maybe get there. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> we'll get there. So, what is your? Uh... Uh, my next one is Super Mario Galaxy versus Minecraft. Okay. And that one's easy as well. Minecraft. Yeah, I didn't think Mario Galaxy would top it. Yeah. Um, I have especially if Oblivion didn't. Yeah, Mario Galaxy and Oblivion, and I chose Oblivion. Mario Galaxy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. You liked it that much, dude. I love, 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 love Oblivion. I. I was just begging and pleading for them to remaster, remaster that, that game. Because it can Actually, really... We, they should remaster Skyrim as well. Actually, they should... It has been. They should update the engine, redo Skyrim on like and a Oblivion. next gen... Dual and disc. Oblivion. And Morrowind. Yeah, Morrowind probably needs the HD treatment more than anything. Yeah, but, but I, I think there was a group of people that actually remastered all of the... Uh, Morrowind on the computer. Yeah, I think that's... There's like thing. a project. Well, plus, I mean, you could, if you wanted to play the MMO, which you and I still probably should do, at least just try it for like two or three months, um, Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. But Morrowind was an it's expansion. It's free, I think. Yeah, right, I think it yeah. is. And we'll have to buy the disc, but that's like 20 bucks or whatever. Well, I downloaded it when it was free on the PSN store. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, well, Morrowind um, was one of the expansion packs. Oh, nice. So, it's cool. Uh, it technically is updated. Um, so now... I have Skyrim and Oblivion. You have Skyrim and Minecraft? Yes. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, I made the edit during the show that Oblivion beat Skyrim. Nice. Um, again, Skyrim, technically, scale, everything. It is 100% the better game. Mm-hmm. But again, it's completely tied to the memories I have playing. Oblivion's the winner. No, I would make that same choice. Yeah. Um, for exactly the same reasons. Um, I have Skyrim versus Minecraft, and um, this was a hard one for me, but Minecraft won. Yeah, I, I, based on what when you were talking earlier, I was just like, okay, Minecraft's going to it, go. It's really, Skyrim is a single-player game, and I had a bunch of memories with multiplayer aspects, like with friends, mm-hmm. but it's the online multiplayer experiences that really stick with you, opposed to like uncharted and stuff you play through them once and you're by yourself and you grow with the characters but you don't have the memories of like oh yeah when we were playing this this happened and like mm-hmm. to reminisce yeah yeah good stuff so yeah minecraft all right it's the no, best i don't i don't uh i i i agree with your decision okay <laughs> this is very political i'm okay with that yeah 
I'll allow you to have that shitty choice of a game. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, just like when I um when I chose Resident Evil Four over Super Mario Sunshine, and you were like, "Okay, you're a terrible person," but <laughs> yeah, it's still true. Ryan, hmm. we uh, What's up? day two of Otaku Brothers. Yeah, so we did like six hours day one, and then we took a break, and now we're on day two. Yeah, I just. Yesterday, after we, you know, spent two hours and 15 minutes talking about spiders and the first region or the top right region of the bracket, we were like, dude, we need to take a break because we would have been, I mean, this is inevitably going to go over three hours. Yeah. And probably. if we would have done that all in one, one sesh, we would have been slap happy beyond. Well, yeah. You already zoned reason. out on my story about oblivion. Yeah. I was like drooling. And then you were <laughs> like, and I was like, wait, how did you get to level 55 if the cap was 50? And you're like, I just told you. And so... Yeah, the listeners will know because they're probably listening to this all in you know yeah, one in fell consecutive swoop. order. But um, not us, Ryan. Because last night, what did we do? Uh, we stayed up late and played some retro games. That's right, we did. So I um was taking you guys, you know, a little trip down Rusty's memory lane. We uh we started thing things off playing Super Smash Brothers. <coughs> that we did. Did about four or five rounds of that, and I recognized that I'm pretty good with Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Was reckon. And then after that, we popped in Episode 1 Racer, Star Wars. But then we figured out that it's only two-player, I think. Yes. So we, we swapped that out for... Goldeneye. Goldeneye, that's right. And uh, how, <laughs> how was that experience for you? That was the worst. Yeah, I'm surprised it ranked so high. On, I let it win a round last week, and it does not deserve a round. Oh, it totally does. Uh, let's see what it beat out on my list. I need to see mine, too. I don't remember. Banjo-Kazooie should totally trump. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. I totally had it losing to Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Um, So, oh, my God. Well, you had the one, you had the things inverted, which threw all of us off. Yeah. And then you had played, like, a million and a half hours. Dude, I just destroyed you guys. Yeah, because we had no idea. Like, I ended up in a vent... And then I ended up in a bathroom. I didn't know how to open doors. So I'm just sitting there on like in a toilet, just looking around, like, this is cool. I thought this was a shooter. We were playing at like the facility, a poop of simulator. course. <laughs> a poop simulator. And then yeah, we all realized that we sucked. And then aiming, you like hold Z button. The R and button. then you can and the right button and you can like look around. And then it was inverted and then it doesn't help at all. And we didn't understand the, like, auto-targeting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we ended up just all trying to team up on Rusty. And we killed him when he went to the bathroom. So, Literally, like, I, I got up and I was like, okay, guys, I'll be right back. Not and, to the bathroom in the game, but, yeah, like... Literally, you know, like, got up, went to the bathroom, and that was the only kill that you guys got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he was the... We were all in suits. I was beardless Hagrid. That's right. Um, Robbie Coltrane. Yes. And then... You had a Hawaiian shirt on. I was Boris, the computer yeah. programmer. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Uh, that was good times. And then we we did... Diddy Kong Racing. Diddy Kong Racing. Which you guys also sucked at. Which was an experience. I was lapping you guys. That's true. Lauren didn't finish a race. Yeah. <laughs> In like all four or five matches that we did. Yeah. Um... And then we popped in, um, before we got to Mario Party, we also played Donkey Kong 64. Yes. So you're playing the multiplayer in that, which was amazing. That was also an experience. <laughs> I don't know if amazing is the word I'd use, but it, um, yeah, such, I missed the second joystick. 
like words cannot describe how great a second joystick to look around mm -hmm. is. I don't know how we did it back in the day. Well, we didn't know any difference, so it didn't really matter, yeah. you know. And the PlayStation came in with their dual analog stick, and it was revolutionary. Yeah. Well, because didn't they have just buttons on one side? Or, like, the arrows on one? Well, yeah, originally it was looked like a, a boomerang. It was ridiculous looking because yeah. uh, it didn't have the dual analog stick. It had zero analog stick, so it was just the start select, control pad, and then, you know, X, circle, triangle, square. I don't know if I've ever seen one of those. Oh, check it out. It's ridiculous. Just look up first PS1 controller. But then after that, uh, I, I uh, showed you guys one of my favorite N64 games, that being Mario Party 2, which was an absolute delight to play. Uh, ruins friendships like Mario Kart does. And uh, we went to the space little place, and we were all in our nice, nice little space outfits. And so you were Peach. You were Peach. You looking at the controller? Yeah, yikes. This one? Yeah, exactly. Gross. Um, you were Peach. I was, of course, Yoshi. Uh, Diana was Mario and Lauren was Donkey Kong, I think. No, I think Lauren was Mario and Diana was Donkey Kong. I think it was the opposite. No, because Lauren, we gave her crap about having a mustache and like being the shady Italian guy. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have Lauren confirm that later. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Corroborate that statement. Um, and but yeah, that was a lot of fun. I love the mini games in that game. Um. I don't know any oh, any, know. <laughs> any any thoughts. Oh yeah, each mini game we come up, guys. This is the best mini game ever. And then we like it was entertaining for us because if they're all good, they're not all good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then there was one they were like, oh, this is shit. And we got in there, and it was. <laughs> yeah, that was the the one was like we all drowned instantaneously. Um. Okay, there's some secret conversations going on between me and someone that I can't talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. So, okay, but um, but yeah, good times. Becky the hooker. <laughs> yes, that's who I'm talking about. Um, really? No, well, no, it's Betty. Sorry, it's from American, whatever that teen pregnancy show, like six years ago. Secret Life of American Teenager. Yeah, Betty was... the hooker was in that ABC Family drama. <laughs> yeah, because he the uh, I think the son who had like autism or whatever. Or Down syndrome. Okay. He uh, he wanted a friend, so he called a hooker, and he didn't understand the concept. Oh. And like the parents got back and like, what the heck is going on? And he's like, hey, this is Betty time. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and it just that we watched that with um, Deanna's mom, Nikki, and because Shailene Woodley, us. that's kind of like what put her on the map for the uh, the divergent urban pipeline divergent movies. Yeah. Urban pipeline. Well, she got arrested for protesting. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. For the the old dude, mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. She was helping campaign for his yeah, presidency. Yeah, but they're more angry about oil. That too, yeah. Um, but Ryan, we are uh, really yes. derailing this. We need to get back on track with the bracket. And uh, this is it, Ryan. Well, yes, not, this, it is. this isn't it. We still have to do our Final Four next week, but this is the last region we're going to be debating. <laughs> And it's going to be interesting because these first two battles here, Ryan wasn't up to date on the bracket choices because this went through several drafts and edits. And, uh, you know, originally there were just a lot of games on here that didn't make the final cut. Ryan didn't get that memo. So these first two battles are going to be... Yeah, you Travis did. I did not. Yes. Whatever, uh, I guess, draft went to my work email is the last one I worked on. Okay, so that's not the final one. So... 
just bear with us here. These first two battles, Ryan's probably going to have Fortnite going all the way, and um, yeah. it wasn't even on the, the final draft. So, Ryan, what do you have as the first round here? Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild on Switch and Fortnite. What do you have? <laughs> so, the final draft was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Far Cry 4 as a 16 seed. Far Cry 4 is the one below it. No, it's not. I moved it. What the hell do you have for the next two? Super Smash Brothers Ultimate as an eight seed and Monster Hunter World as a nine seed. Oh, shit. All right. Well. Just go with what you have. It's fine. Okay, so. We all know that the two games that are on there are not going to make it far. Yeah. Like Far Cry 4 and Fortnite aren't going to go far, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. So Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sold 6.7 million copies. Meta score of 97 and 8.5. And Fortnite has, let's see, 50,000 active total players is how I quantified that because it's free. Oh, there's got to be more than, you mean 50 million active players. Yes, 50 million. I was like 50,000. 50.125. That's like like Columbus alone. Oh, shit. (laughs) Whatever. Columbus is all around. That's right. Moving on. So, Metascore is 78, and the user score for Fortnite is 3.8, which is really bad. That's terrible. Yeah, so most of the comments that were zeros were like PUBG rules and just all the other various uh, shooters along that same genre. Yeah, I mean, I want to say I understand Fortnite. I don't understand Fortnite. Um well, you're a you're a gun guy who falls out of the sky, and then you pick up guns and you dance and there's... and you build things while you're shooting people. Yeah, it's basically Minecraft. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not appealing to me whatsoever. But for those that play it, more power to you. Um, Ryan, what did you choose for the first round here? So I think that's an easy choice for me. Um, Breath of the Wild was such an amazing game. I give crap to all the other Zelda games because they are far so inferior to this game. Um, I really like the concept of non-hand-holy tutorial games. I mean, the tutorial was basically click X to open a box, and then you got your way out of this like tomb, and then it opens up the world, and then nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, you meet a guy who kind of tells you some things so you can get off a rock, but besides that, it's figured out. I mean, you don't even know where the final boss is or any of the bosses yeah. are. So it's also a beautiful game. It's somewhat cell shaded, I think, is the description of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's unique weapons, and the um, different biomes are just amazing. And all the boss fights are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I, you can also get hard mode, I think, as well, which there's like the centaur lion guys and they can go up like an extra level so instead of like silver lionels you can go up to like gold lionels and then you have like extra guys flying around trying to kill you yeah it is a little bit harder yeah nice how many hours do you think you put in breath of the wild well i accidentally because i didn't know how this is when i bought my switch from rick Mm -hmm. i didn't know how the user worked so i I accidentally did my first playthrough on Rick's name, and then I deleted him when I made my own. Okay. And I didn't realize that that's, like, deletes your account. Like, so every you, gameplay. If you had to wager between your first playthrough and the second, cumulatively. And then my third with hard mode. 
probably like 150 hours. Nice. Yeah. Because I on my first playthrough, I maxed out my super awesome armor and got all the armors and yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it. I was just actually talking to Travis before we started recording. Um, just basically the, the games that are on the horizon here uh, that I want to play. Including Horizon. Yeah, including Horizon Zero Dawn. But I've got uh, Sekiro, Final Season of Walking Dead, which will take an hour and a half. Um, I've got Yoshi's Crafted World, um, God of War, Horizon, Breath of the Wild. And, and those aren't like beyond Walking Dead, like little weekend getaway games. Like these are media experiences that will take weeks yeah Sekiro I'm not sure how long it'll take probably 30 35 hours if you're doing stuff quick I'm wagering we're probably going to be putting in 40 oh I'm going to explore everything yeah um there is a system that punishes you if you die it's called uh dragon rot do you like lose money or something no no no, no. so it's if you die you lose like half your money okay that you were or experience or whatever yeah <laughs> but dragon rot is basically the world becomes corrupted as you die. So it's basically a somewhat of a curse, I guess, because you have dragon blood. Okay. So it's somewhat of a curse on the world because you have this ability to resurrect. Um, so the people that you, like different people you find around to do quest lines, mm-hmm. um, they start coughing and then they their quest lines become unavailable. Okay. And you can heal them, I think, what they're saying multiple times throughout the playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just something to think, keep in mind like obviously you're gonna die a lot but yeah okay yeah. cool well, we'll talk all about that next week um we probably won't be recording on saturday because friday's my birthday oh you've okay cool yeah 26 ringing in the uh big two six almost inching closer to the 30 ryan yeah it's getting there um but yeah Unfortunately. so we'll probably be chilling at our usual spot friday night and then i mean if we record later saturday that's fine but i know we're doing stuff with grandma next weekend Oh, yeah, that is, because she has a birthday as well. Yeah, she does have one of those. God, we all do, unfortunately. Yeah, (laughs) our name days. I'm not a huge fan of birthdays. I don't know, I don't like attention at all. So, like, everyone focusing on you. You do realize we're putting this out on the interwebs for all to see and listen to, right? Yeah, but I don't get, like, direct attention for it. Mm -hmm. Like, people laughing at us are like, oh, Ryan sucks. I don't (laughs) have to see it directly. But, like, birthdays are... Yeah, it's everyone focusing on you. Like, how do you feel older? Do you want like here's a gift for you? And then they, like, I'm not super emotional when it comes to opening gifts. I'm, I'm aware. Like, I'm internally like, this is awesome. Like, hell yeah, kind of thing. But like externally, it's like cool mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, it's basically how like Lauren's reaction when <laughs> yeah. I give her her wedding ring or her engagement. This ring. is cool. Nice. I guess no, we're we're doing this. Another, I guess another life event. Big yeah. deal. Big whoop. Um, I check this off my Outlook calendar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yep. All the love here. Thanks for the meeting and vote proposal. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, back to the bracket here. So Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the clear winner for me. Far Cry 4, really great fun. The villain in that game uh, was awesome. Uh, Both the villains in 3 and 4 were just amazing. I'm actually getting rid of Far Cry 5. Uh, I put in like maybe 10 hours. Is this the one with the cult? Yeah. I put in 10 hours and I just... The world was just not fun to explore. I think you're like in West Virginia or like Missouri or something. God, what a boring state. Seriously, I was Both just... Both of them, really. I was like, let's just go to North Dakota while we're at it. Like, this is not in any way... What is in North Dakota? <laughs> nope. Would they have oil, yeah, maybe? Yeah, nobody. There's just nobody up there. Actually, I think that's true. It's a big state, though. Population of North Dakota. Versus like New York. 
New York itself has more, like New York, New York. Um, population. Yeah, so I haven't played Breath of the Wild more than like a, basically a demoing your copy on your Switch, uh, which I played, I don't know, maybe an hour or so. Um, but what was really amazing for me uh, was watching the um, E3 trailer when that game was first revealed by Nintendo. I just remember there was so much speculation and theories going around uh, because Link, of course, is on his horse and he rides in and flips off with like in slow motion with his his um, bow and arrow yeah. and shoots that like wacky machine thing with the giant eye. And um, that was really it. That's all we really saw. And there was a lot of speculation that Link was actually a female when you were playing as Zelda and not Link. Or Link was just a female, you know? They were just mm-hmm. changing up the gender of the character. Um, but when the game was fully revealed with actual gameplay, like maybe... That was such an awesome trailer. A year later. Yeah, it was a great well, reveal. Because they were like, is he going to deal with like robots? Is this futuristic? Because there was a forest, but at the same time, you have these robot machines. Plus, like he's wearing like a blue tunic as opposed to his, his typical green. Yeah. Um, so it was just really kind of threw everyone off, which was good. I'm glad they kind of mixed up the formula there and clearly it was wildly successful for them. Yeah. Um, but looking forward to playing that, I will get to that probably in the next month or two. Yeah, it's a um, lot of fun. There's a guy in there that sells different costumes. Oh, really? Like you can get a like a pig head or it's not a pig. It's whatever those goblins are okay you can get a goblin head and you can basically blend in with goblins when you put it on and like nice. walk up next to them or you can get like dark links outfit so you look like dark link and you get like the retro look from uh ocarina of time Ooh, very cool which is really cool speaking of breath of the wild also i want to get the um skyrim for switch is that you can get that tunic and the yeah. master sword and, and what the is shield it, the hylian hylian shield mm-hmm. um so that'll be really sweet yeah um it's also fun to collect those items because you can get both of them. Yeah. In Breath of the Wild. Uh, good stuff. All right, so next round. Um, I, of course, have Smash, Ultimate, and Monster Hunter World as the eight and nine seed res- seeds, respectively. And what I have is the population of North Dakota. Oh, sweet. What's up? <laughs> which is 760,000 people compared to New York, which is 8.6 million. Whoa. Yeah. I know what New York, New York is. New York, New York. Oh. Always getting derailed here on the on talk about this podcast. It says the same. Los Angeles is four million. New nice. York City is eight point six. Well, that's not even the entire state. That's just a city. Yep. All right. Okay. Enough po- about people and populations and things. It's nineteen million for New York. Whoa. All right. Games and stuff. All right. So Smash Ultimate and Monster Hunter World. I have uh, Far Cry Four and Monster Hunter World, but also Ultimate. It's the same outcome. Um, so I, Far Cry 4 had 7 million copies, um, 8.5 and 7.7, and Monster Hunter World had 11.9, 50 million in the series, and 88 and 6.1. And Whoa. this was, I played the opening of Far Cry 4, um, where he, you're basically kidnapped by this warlord Indian guy, and he knows about you, and you're at a table, and he, like, kills, stabs a dude in the neck. Um, and then I escaped that when I borrowed it from you. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And I didn't get too far. I don't know. I didn't... Uh, there were so many other things going on with games. I think that was right before Ultimate came out. So mm-hmm. Ultimate definitely took a back seat. So Ultimate would beat Far Cry 4, but Monster Hunter World beats Ultimate. Yeah. So I actually have um, Monster Hunter World beating smash ultimate um even though i only played it for like maybe five to eight hours 
really enjoyed my time with it. I think it was at a time where I played another open world game and I was just not ready for another experience like that. Yeah. But just the level of custom customization in that, um, just the fact that you walk into these giant environments and just slay these like dinosaurs and dragons and crazy creatures is really interesting to me. I mean, I love those types of action RPGs. Um, upgrading your armor, getting new swords and weapons, and and using the like the bones and debris of your enemies to craft armor and swords and weapons and things like that. I think is just amazing. Yeah, it's so. such a good looter. Um, it ha- takes the RPG elements of the loot drops, and then being able to craft craft armor based off of the things that you kill is amazing. Yeah, like when you have like a Rathalus horn, which is one of the dragon guys who flies around. Early on, um, being able to see his horns and his corpse and everything on you, protecting you, and it's just, it's so rewarding knowing that the next fight is going to be hard, but the fights behind you are a lot easier. Easier, Like, the first one you do is this great lizard or whatever. I called him Papa Lizard. Nice. And, because there's little, other little baby lizards running around. Papa Liz. Papa Liz. And so like the first battle, he's not super hard, but you can kill him. And then as you make a, you upgrade your weapon with his corpse or his skin or whatever, and it makes it easier. And then you get his armor, which it makes it more defensive. So you can run through that a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. You get to the next fight, it's just as hard, just as terrifying, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you deal with like a giant chicken thing and like a toad that poisons you. And you can make their armor, and it prepares you for, like, an electric dog thing or electric squirrels and dragons and everything that comes on after that. Yeah. Um, this is one... And, like, Nergigante, who's, like, the main new Elder Dragon from this game, was... Actually, it's my PS4 little logo. Oh, yeah, your, uh, your yeah. avatar thing? So, like, the first time I played this, or when it first came out, I... I mean, overall, I put 200 hours into this. But Ben, Rick, and I, and actually one other of our guys from college, we were playing through this, like a four-man team. Um, They had played all of the Monster Hunters, so they're really into the series. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was new, so we were going through these levels together. They helped me out. And it was actually the second weekend it was out. I actually drove up to BG with a TV, with my PS4 and a backpack. I think I remember that, yeah. And it was just a bunch of us with TVs, with PS4s, all playing together. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was a great experience. And we were up late drinking, killing dragons, getting some corpses, loot. We'll get back into that. I mean, we're going to be doing it. So yesterday, we did end up going to Best Buy and getting Generations Ultimate <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um. So we'll p- pump some time into that. But when we do get back to World... We need to do like classic, get the headsets on, or you can come over here with your TV and we can yeah, just I'm totally game throw it out. And it's great because your character is a single level and everything scales based off your armor. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to not run through and one hit KO everything for you, which is really hard to do, um, I would all I'd have to do is take off my armor and use the other armor that I have from the beginning of the game. Yeah. Which makes it better an experience for you. Along with myself. Yeah. And let's not forget to mention the Palicos. The Palicos are amazing. They're like these little little cat creatures that follow you around. And you can also customize their armor and weapons. And they'll just like follow you around, fight for you, provide potions and stuff when you're in the heat of battle. 
yeah. then if you're walking in water, they'll get on like these little mini canoes and just like paddle <coughs> so they can keep up with you. Yeah, and they they have different abilities. Like they can have scavenge for you. They can give you potions. Um, they do some damage, and it's cool to change your outfit. Like I put one of my palicos in like a knight uniform, and then I turned him into like this demon guy who had killed a like an arc dragon or arc tempered dragon and yeah it's just it was a lot of fun going through that experience and playing like on headsets because that's the one of the first games i actually headsetted Mm -hmm. with rick and ben good stuff monster hunter world great game we'll get back to it yeah and we'll also have impressions about generations ultimate next week uh along with secure i suppose but um did you play much more of generations ultimate uh no because we i came over last night Okay, so, so I, I got know. my palicos and I figured out how to do uh, the guild thing here, but then... So I don't have to do those five introductory quests, right? I can just no. go, okay, because I don't know where the mushrooms are. I had to find like these, it's called like fungal forest or something stupid like that. And I had mm-hmm. to find like five of these mushrooms, like mellow mushrooms or something. I was just yep. like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. I'm not a no. fetch quest type of guy. Well, there, so Monster Hunter World is very much more streamlined. Like mm-hmm. there's very little filler. Um, there is in the older, I was looking at a review of that. There's more filler in the older generations with fetch quests, but there is more dragons and things. Okay, cool. Well, so tonight I'll probably, um, dude, I got to do my taxes today. I got to edit this mammoth of a podcast. Laura and I are doing some financial, financial planning type stuff. So it's gonna be a long night at my computer, but once I finish all that, I might put on the crimes of Grindelwald and, uh, do some monster hunter generations. Sounds good. On the switch. All right, Ryan, what's the next battle we got going on? As my mouth is full of You're worms. eating some gummy worms. Um, we have Horizon Zero Dawn, a 5 seed, and Dark Souls 3, a 12 seed. Um, Horizon sold 10 million copies. It was an 8.9 and 8.4. And Dark Souls was 3 million, 13 million over the entire series, and 89 and 8.8. Wow, the 10 million for Horizon Zero Dawn, that's that's a big number. Yeah. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised, but it's still kind of crazy that it sold that many. No. It, There's my dad again. Always, always calling in on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so you have played one of these or both of these? So I've not played Dark Souls 3 other than when you and I created a character at your apartment that one time. And we're, I let you beat the bosses. And- yeah. And then Horizon Zero Dawn, you let me borrow, and I think I put about three hours into it. Okay. And really enjoyed my time, especially that opening. Yeah. Just how you see her from a young little girl to how, who she is now, <coughs> plus her, like, the dude companion with the beard. Yeah, beard man. Yeah. The eagle. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I love the concept of, like, I talk about when I play Skyrim, I'm always a bow and arrow dude and being all stealth-like. And this game, and you can go into more of the story and everything, but just from my little exposure to the game... Um, how you just have this ridiculous bow that you can kind of upgrade throughout the game, and that's essentially your main weapon. Yeah. You know, you also have like, can you just like whip them with it? Like you use have it a as stick. a you use it as like a well. stick. So yeah. Um, but just exploring that world, and you have like these giant mechanical dinosaur-like creatures roaming the world freely, and you can just take them out with uh, your little bow and arrow. Really fun. Really fun to explore. Um, but beyond that, I don't remember a whole lot, just because I only played a few hours. So why don't you kind of go ahead and share your experience with it? Yeah, so you start out as a young kid, and you're being trained. Aloy or something? Or no, you start out, um, you're getting a name, right? So it's your your father who's bringing you up as a baby to the mountain. That's and right. And there's a bunch of, like, prophets, essentially. 
um, like elders of the community who don't want you to get a name, but one of the elders, because um, a name generally in those in like situations are it's a very sacred thing, and then one allows you to get a name. What is that face for? My coffee just doesn't taste good. Oh, okay. I'm as I'm on cup two. Yeah. Um so he trains you basically for this event where you prove yourself. Um, because you are basically an outcast of the tribes that are in this world. And um you go through that and then I'm not gonna spoil anything, but it opens up into this giant world. And it's very much trying to understand the past, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Because, I mean, I love the concept of tribes with technology and then seeing what, like, basically what would happen if we nuked everything, lost all of our technology, took down all the mainframes, and all that was left was decayed cities. Mm-hmm. That's what this game is. And so, we not- lose <clears throat> all information that we'd learned, and it's we go back to basic tribes. And then trying to understand the past and relearn what we have learned over the last, I don't know, 10, 20,000 years. Not going into too many spoilers because this is like the first hour. But doesn't Aloy, the main character, kind of go into this this area on the ground where she's not supposed to? And then she finds all this all these different machines and she eventually finds the little earpiece that yeah. she uses. Yeah. And so what does that thing do for her? Like she can, like, I don't even remember. She, um, well, it's essentially creates all the menus but she can interact with these creatures okay potentially depending on where you are in the game and allows you to understand and like view the creatures to get more information about them to find like their weaknesses and things like that so you can see what they're weak to you can see like points that you want to hit with your bow um so each monster has like a weak point Mm -hmm. um sometimes it's under armor so like there's a giant t-rex that you have to hit off some armor plating before you can actually hit its weak points Mm -hmm. but yeah that's kind of what it does it's a relic from the old world and it it's i think it's forbidden was essentially the plot okay but yeah it's such a good game um, I'm eventually going to want to go back and play through it. Mm-hmm. So probably when you play through it, I'll play through it. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Horizon Zero Dawn is the winner here for me, okay. uh, just because Dark Souls 3 looks unbelievable uh, from what I've seen from you and just the gameplay that I've kind of viewed. Um, but just the concept of Horizon Zero Dawn is much more intriguing to me. Yeah, I've, I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. I picked Dark Souls 3. Uh, I figured you probably would. Yeah, so that's... I think Horizon Zero Dawn's in my top five as well. Um, But Dark Souls 3, as you go back and I replay the Dark Souls series, this one has so much replayability, Mm -hmm. and the lore is so extensive, and the mechanics are so solid. um, It's just a ton of fun. Like, I've tried maybe 10 different playthroughs. Mm -hmm. uh, Different styles, mage, um, using miracles a scythe playthrough, um, my original two playthroughs, and just there's so much replayability, and the combat is so refined, and if you start digging into the lore, you realize how significant all of these places are. Mm -hmm. I mean, even throwbacks to the old games, it's just freaking amazing. Yeah, so that that one for me. All right. Sorry, I was reading up on Shadow of War because it's coming up, and I want to be true to this to the plot because there's a lot of intricacies that go into that story, and I don't want to screw it up because, well, let's just say it makes it pretty far into my list here. 
But that's not the next battle, Ryan. What is the next battle? So it's Uncharted 4, A Thief's End versus Wolfenstein, A New Order. So I think I know what wins for you, though it's probably a tough battle. It is really Um, tough because everyone knows how vocal I was about both Wolfenstein, The New Order, and The New Colossus that I played last year. Um, Absolutely loved those first-person shooters and um, really sold me on the Wolfenstein series. I had never to that point played a Wolfenstein game. There was one that came out in like 2008 on the 360 that I kind of want to go back and get because I can probably get it for pennies on eBay. Um, and then there was another one like Return to Castle Wolfenstein on the PS2 that I might eventually snag too because I'm sure it's really inexpensive. Just because these games on the PS4, this this series has kind of been revitalized and kind of new life has been breathed into it uh, with BJ Blazkowicz or whatever his name is. And... Um, you know, I've been very vocal on the show also about how I never really pay attention to stories and games, yeah. Um, especially in shooters, because they are very much mindless. You run from one corridor to the next, you clear the area, and you move on. And, um, you know, games like Modern Warfare, uh, Call of Duty 4, I paid attention to the story, um, Bioshock, of course, and then this game. I mean, very few otherwise. And uh, you really begin to like the character of BJ because he, he is very human, and he has a really rough story. Is this, the one, is this the one where you start out and you're like going up an elevator into like a mon, uh, Nazi uh, kind of hideout? It's tough. I can't really remember how New Order starts because I played that so early last year. Because um, you lent me that game, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I started playing through a first couple missions. Yeah. And the combat is really good. I mean, you're you have these oversized guns and you're constantly being like, overrun by nazis yeah and it was super intense very intense very brutal very violent yes and there's i mean these games rated m for a reason the language is um pretty bad to say the very least uh but the story they tell is really pretty good and i would really recommend these games um but when you're going up something like uncharted i mean it's just yeah uncharted 4 is freaking amazing yeah. so uncharted 4 had um, 8.7 million copies. As a series, it sold 53 million. Wow. Um, it was a 9.3 and an 8.4. And then Wolfenstein was 1.8, a 79, and an 8.1. Cool. Now, did you... Um, I'm sure Uncharted 4 is your, your career yes. winner here. Oh, for sure. I don't even think we need to go into the details. We've, we've spoken about this game to death, I think. Um, yeah. We had a... I think it was our first episode where we just went on a huge rant about how amazing it was yeah and we've talked about uncharted 4 or uncharted 2 earlier on i think last week mm-hmm. or earlier yesterday yeah it was yesterday because because mm-hmm. it's new games mm-hmm. and <coughs> it's just an expansion of that world that's been growing from one two and three which is its own kind of story arc and then four has its the conclusion to um, this story mm-hmm. and it very much sends off the character of Nathan Drake in such a great way yeah it's perfect I mean as far as you know giving a game a score and there's very few that I can say definitively this is a 10 really no flaws at all in my eyes this is one of those games yeah no I agree it was just perfect all the way through um, and it like pirate fights and yeah, that last the well, pirate ships spoils, but and, that last battle was pretty sweet. Well, I mean, you're constantly fighting these like the environment of these pirate warlords and like just oh, it's such a cool. I mean, pirates are awesome. We started playing the pirate, not pirates, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah, that did you get one. very far in that? No, not really. I, I got to the town and then I just started murdering everyone and yeah. then I got in trouble. 
I um I got through like maybe this the first sequence entirely in like half of the second, and um, it just <laughs> I wanted more of the Kingdom Hearts Pirates of the Caribbean world. Yeah, I didn't really want what I got with Assassin's Creed Black Flag. No, that's what I came to realize. So then I went through Kingdom Hearts again and mm-hmm. got to the Black Flag world. Yeah, to beat it on hard mode. Yeah, that was so fun. I mean, just the ship battles in that was just um, it's I don't know. It just felt so good. Yeah, like, well, it's also the graphics were amazing. Yeah, they really were. That world. If they could have done those type of graphics in all of the worlds, that would have been even better for Kingdom Hearts. Because mm-hmm. um, that was like a photo, somewhat photorealistic. Mm-hmm. More like Final Fantasy opposed to what it was elsewhere. Yeah. Um, okay, so Uncharted 4 for the both of us. Yes. And what is the next battle here? Um, the next one is uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War and Spider-Man on ps4 or marvel spider-man mm-hmm. so i have the sales numbers yes but i have them for like it was really hard to find sales numbers for these two games because every time i would go through these articles it would say how fast they sold in a certain amount of time that's fine if you don't have any exact numbers because so, especially for spider-man that came out what late last year so yeah so for shadow of war i have 0.91 million in a week so basically a million copies in a week. Nice. And that one got 80 and 3.9. And then 3.9 being really low on a user score. Wait, so I'm sorry. I was look, I was admiring my, the box for my Elven <laughs> Forge Hammer here from Shadow of War. That, that It's a, actually a bottle opener here. It's a beautiful little thing. Yeah, you used it last night. I did. Um, what did I crack open? Uh, it was a Bud Light, actually. But it was a special Bud Light because it was a green can. Oh, shit. Yeah, what's up? So wait, okay, wait, what were you saying about... Uh, the user it, scores? It was 80 and 3.9. Whoa, the user score was a 3.9? Yeah. I need to validate this. You're kidding me. No, that's what I saw. It was, a lot what? of it was based off of the microtransactions in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that, were, that makes sense. They stripped, because, yep, 3.9. So people were crapping on that because originally it was really grindy in the end game to um, go up ranks. Yeah, and yeah, it fair. incentivized getting legendary... Um, people, I remember watching a lot of like uh, gaming news people on this when they were reviewing, and they ended up taking it out. They ended up they listening to fans, but at the you you get that bad taste in your mouth, like Star Wars uh, Battlefront Two, the new one, where you get this money grab from this publisher, and yeah, obviously it didn't end well for them. But so it's what, a great game. So what about Spider Man? Spider Man was three point three in three days. Wow. So it just narrowly beat out God of War 4, which was the 3.1, which had previously the fastest-selling PS4, PS4 game. game. Mm-hmm. And this one beat it by basically 0.2 million, or 200,000 copies. Good stuff. In three days. Did you, then, did you uh, start Spider-Man at all? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I got distracted and did a different game. I think I was craving some more Kingdom Hearts, and I went back to that one. And that was also kind of when I got you into Nino Kuni as well. That's what it was. It was Nino Kuni. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a 60-hour divergence from starting <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started, I played through the first mission. The first boss was really cool. Um, if you watch any of the DC or Marvel <laughs> things. Coffee. Yeah, I'm... I I hadn't had any coffee today, and I did a workout and had I've over a gallon of water today. Okay, but now I'm pumping like three cups of coffee into me, and I'm like super jittery, and I'm like out of breath from yeah. like coffee. Um, 
Yeah, so I played through the first mission. It was really fun. Um, it feels great. It feels like Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Yeah, which is really what I wanted because I played the heck out of that mm-hmm. with Catwoman and everything. Well, Catwoman wasn't it, but it was essentially no, Catwoman. No, Catwoman was there. Catwoman's not a Marvel character. Who was it? It was essentially Catwoman. What, what was her name? Leather Cat Girl. Yes, that was exactly. That, that's her name. That was her name. <laughs> In the comics. And uh, Leather Cat Girl. <laughs> that's exactly what she was. She wore leather, she dressed up like a cat, and she flew around the city. That's right. Or crawled around the city. Um, yeah, so I chose Spider-Man out of these two. What? I did not play through the Shadow of War. I know, that's right. Yeah, so I didn't never got past the first one. The second one, I've watched your gameplay. You fought a um a Belrog, I think. Yeah. I, I, I was there for that battle. Um I've seen gameplay and I've watched like flying around the dragons, taking cities and stuff. And it looks great. Um I've played Spider Man though and I've just even within the first mission, you get the nostalgia factor of playing through the old Spider Man games. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know I'm going to at least play through Spider-Man, but probably not Shadow of War anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, I see that being up there on my list. Yeah, so for me, um, I'm very much looking forward to playing Spider-Man. I played the crap out of Spider-Man 2. I remember renting it back in the day on the PS2 and beating it during my rental and then re- re-renting it And because there was this endgame thing where you had to get like 50,000... Like points, because you know how like you talk to random citizens on the street. One yeah. kid lost his balloon. Another person was getting their oh, purse taken. Oh, I remember taken. those balloon missions. Yeah, those were the worst because those were so hard trying because it's fine to scale the building, but trying to grab the balloon because you couldn't like web sling it. No. You literally had to just like jump run, into the balloon. jump into the balloon, which was so impossible to do. <sighs> so many kids lost their balloons in that game. I totally forgot about those. Those are brutal. Um, but there was some end game thing where if you got 50,000 of those credits, something happened and I never found out cause I got like 40,000 and it was just so monotonous. Yeah. You know, you can only get so many balloons, Ryan. That is, that is very true. So I've learned that with them the hard way. Yeah. But what I want to talk about right now is middle earth shadow of war. Right, I will be right back. Okay. That's fine. Where are you going? To the bathroom again. Dude. I, I said I got to drink a gallon of water. Dude, you broke the seal. Um, okay, so listeners, let's talk about Shadow of, the War. Shadow of War, all right? Ryan's gone. Now we can get really, really real. So um, I bought this game knowing full well that I was going to pump some time into it because I, uh, I actually played the original game, Shadow of Mordor, on the Xbox 360, which was, of course, the inferior version because... Um, it was developed primarily for new generation consoles, that being Xbox One and PS4 at the time. And so the Xbox 360 version, the Nemesis system was completely effed. Like, it essentially just didn't work. Um, loading loading between screens was just horrible. Um, but I still stuck it out and pumped like 30, 40 hours, beat the game, and still enjoyed it even though it was a buggy mess. Ryan, I'm talking about playing Shadow of Mordor on the Xbox 360 back yeah, in the day. Yeah. And so... Um, I had, of course, the highest of expectations for Shadow of War because we've been stepping back a, a second here. Um, I remember when Game Informer did the cover story for Shadow of Mordor, and I lost my mind because you know me. I mean, like you, Ryan, very much obsessed with all things Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I've played nearly every Lord of the Rings video game there is. Um, I would say post like PS2 and on because there's like a lot of, a lot of old school PC games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I still think the best one was the Game Boy Advance one, Return of the King. Okay, you're wrong, but whoa, yeah. If actually that one, I went back and played it, and I'm like, I had fun playing this, yeah. but it was like the start of the expedition into RPGs, like decking out Legolas with like a one shot kill final boss bow. Such a good feeling because he's on that like little six pixel screen. Oh, he yeah. I, I think he had one pixel for his face. He so. was just shooting those toothpicks like a crazy person. They did look like toothpicks, and then you hear like, yeah. <laughs> and like really like sixteen bit animation sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So back to this. Back to Shadow of Mordor and War. Um, but when I saw that advertised, I was just so excited, especially when I found out that it was going to be an open world RPG set in kind of that Mordor setting. Um, of course, in the beginning of the game, your family's killed. Um, you're kind of resurrected by, and you are as well. You get your your throat slit, but you're kind of resurrected by Celebrimor. Yes. And so, he, he because of him, you're still alive. If he left your body, you'd be dead. Um, and kind of taking on those wraith-like abilities was just supremely satisfying. Yes. And it makes going back to old school Assassin's Creed games so challenging because um, just traveling from one place to another and scaling buildings is so slow. Because fast forward to Shadow of War, it makes it even exponentially more quick. Yeah. So you're basically with these wraith-like abilities. Um, if there's a guy, if there's an orc standing watch on the top of a building, you can use your wraith-like abilities and pull your bow back, and you'll have the option to essentially like teleport right to him and just cut off his head. Like super awesome stuff like that. It is pretty cool. And because of your wraith-like abilities, you can just leap far distances and stuff like that scale buildings a lot quicker in um, a single bound really and it's pretty wild um what you can do but i kind of want to just um just kind of open up the plot here with this one for this first paragraph to kind of set the stage okay. for what you're getting into here so shadow of war continues um the narrative of shadow of mordor following talion who is still infused with the spirit of the elf elf lord Celebrimor. talion and Celebrimor travel to mount doom where they forge a new ring of power free of Sauron's corruption. However, once the ring is complete, Celebrimor is abducted and held hostage by Shelob, and, or who asks Talion to hand over the ring in exchange for Celebrimor. Talion reluctantly agrees and gives the ring to Shelob, who claims they have a common enemy in Sauron. She uses the ring to see into the future and directs Talion to the last Gondorian stronghold in Mordor, Minas Ethel, which is under siege by Sauron's forces due to the city's possession of a valuable Palantir. Uh, the Palantir sh- will, or would allow whoever possesses it to see anything they wish, making it a valuable tool for Celebrimoire and a dangerous weapon for Sauron. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. And so you kind of embark on this grand adventure. And like Shadow of Mordor, I would say there's a bit of a learning curve, a steep learning curve, if you will, yeah. with the combat, because it can be very overwhelming very quickly. Does it grow on the story of number one? It does. Okay. Yeah. So I'd have to play number one to play number two. And the ending is so satisfying really yeah and so i will say this i played the game when the um the microtransactions were in full force and so i can i can very clearly state that it never deterred from the experience for me yeah now again you're talking to someone who goes above and beyond gets all the collectibles um grinds like crazy just roams the world and decks out all of my armor in the best way it can be yeah and so i never felt like I needed to buy anything because I was killing so many um, like chiefs and captains and taking their stuff yeah. that it never required me to put any extra dollars into that system. And um, I will say as you beat certain missions, um, you were able to essentially get 
tokens to use to unlock armor captains and stuff like that that you would eventually recruit to be a part of your like legion of orcs and forces Mm -hmm. because one of the biggest traits of this game or mechanics is that um you essentially um like touch their face and like corrupt them to basically turn them to your side and that's kind of that's kind of like the whole thing about the the nemesis system you kind of have this hierarchy of people um from essentially the the war chiefs to the captains to essentially like the little nobodies and as you take these people out you essentially bring them onto your team and then once you do that you can tell them to hey you need to go and you know kill this captain for me and if you do then you'll take his place for my army type of thing yeah were we in one episode talking about how that nemesis system would be awesome in pokemon yeah with like gym leaders yeah and things. yeah i was i was thinking about that last night well it's really weird to me that this game or shadow of mordor i think came out in like 2013 or 14 mm-hmm. and it's been four to five years and we still haven't seen um a game kind of adopt that gameplay style which is really surprising it is um but i absolutely loved this game especially because of um, the liberties they take with Tolkien lore, especially with Shella being an actual human, yeah. a beautiful woman at that, and just how manipulative, manipulative she was. So this isn't playing off of anything. Does it tie into the actual movies, or is this a separate story? Separate story like entirely. Adaptation of the yeah. lore. Um, I don't think there's any... There might be some slight nods to the trilogy, Um but I don't believe or recall anything specific like, oh, there's Legolas walking around. Like, I don't think there's anything like that going on. Okay. Um, and I, I'm, I kind of appreciate that because it made me love it that much more that it was a completely separate work from something I already love. Yeah. But I was still able to get so invested in these characters in this world and this game. Like exploring Mordor would be cool because we don't get to see anything mm-hmm. really much of it at all. Yeah. And it's so addicting to... Like, there's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of armor sets. Yeah. And eventually, you just get decked out in the, some of the sickest armor. I did see some of your end game. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He looked amazing. Yeah. And especially because Talion kind of resembles Aragorn to a mm-hmm. certain extent. He's like this Gondorian soldier with um, long locks, very similar to Aragorn. Um, it doesn't flow so, through the wind like Aragorn, but, you know, it's all right. Not quite as good. Not quite but... as good. Um, but no, I, I love this game. I actually popped it up. Um, late like I think Friday or Thursday, just to play for like an hour, just to to kind of see where how far it was gonna make it in my bracket. Mm-hmm. And after playing it for just a little bit, it, it's gonna go. It's making far. it far. So okay. just forewarning. Good. And I'm actually getting a notification on my computer that your disk space is almost full because this podcast is going really long. So Ryan, why don't you set up the next battle? Okay. So the next one is Bloodborne, which sold 2.92 million copies uh, versus The Witcher 3, which sold 6 million. 6 million in six weeks. Uh, 10 million in total. Um, So Bloodborne has a 92 and an 8.9, and The Witcher 3 has 92 and 9.2. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I played a little bit of The Witcher, um, maybe the first couple missions after you get up like the training area. Mm-hmm. Um, it I can see how it's such a great game. Yeah, and I can see the diversity of your abilities to kill different monsters. But Bloodborne, I this is the first one of the Dark Souls games that I've ever played. 
because mm-hmm. you said, "Oh yeah, let's get you should get Bloodborne or just try." it I remember out. pitching that to you, and you were just like, "Okay, whatever, I'll give it a shot." Yeah, so I bought it on PSN, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" And you get into this um, this dead world, and you go through the first kind of area, and you're you're in a like a what like a room, and this guy's like, "Hey, you want to sign a blood contract now that you're in Yarnum?" And you're like, "I guess sure, why not?" So you sign it, there's like dogs that come out of the floor that burst into flames and these things that get on you on a table, and then you're in the world. You wake up and you just stand up and you can control your character. Mm-hmm. And then you go down the hallway and there's a dog that just freaking murders you. You're like, oh, is this what the game's going to be? And then you're teleported to this um, nightmare, I think it's called, what is it called? And it's kind of your hub for upgrading. And you get your weapon... And then you start facing, like, these zombie guys, which used to be, I guess, alive people. And you're getting hit once or twice, and you're dying. Yeah. And you're, like, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. I can't level up. What the heck did I sign up for? And then you finally, you get to, like, the first boss. And then if I lost, I because I didn't see it coming. Was this the guy on the bridge? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then I lost, and then when I went back to the hub area, this doll was awake. So I was like, okay, it's a doll game. This is kind of creepy as well. And then you were able to level up, and then just the story that ensues after. Um, I think it's so cryptically told, too. Like, it's very. It's the same way Dark Souls is told. Yeah. It's not really told, and yeah. you're making your way through, but the lore is. Just so crazy. Like, we did, we talked about this. Yeah, go to episode four or five or something like that. It's like uh, Born to Fat Roll or something like that. I think it's what, uh, I think that's what the name was. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I had it as my favorite game of all time on my first episode, Mm -hmm. or on the first episode. So, Um, do you think that still holds true? I think so. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. um, I would say, as I play more, it's my favorite in certain categories. It depends on what categories we're looking at. Yeah, it was interesting because Ryan, I don't know if he, or not Ryan, Travis, I'm not sure if he texted both of us or if it was just him and I talking when he said he had to separate his top 10 games of all time between like his childhood. I think he did like 2000 to 2009 and then like 2009 to like now. Well, like now I have to do it between like multiplayer and single player Mm -hmm. because like this is by far my favorite single player, I'm sure. Just because of, I love the time period it's set in. It's like this broken down, like Renaissance time period with like this tyrannical blood church and like this fantasy um, kind of rolled on top of it. And it just makes this really cryptic, terrifying experience. Mm-hmm. And like they use music and the noises and how everything's presented and laid out so well. Oh, so good. What about yourself? Yeah, so very similar to you, and I also just want to kind of piggyback on what you were saying about your first experiences playing Bloodborne. It was so fun to, because I love when I, whether I play the game or not, when I pitch a game to someone, especially you, and you're like texting me like repeatedly day after day about what like, the hell am I doing? Yeah, you're like, dude, you send me a picture of your new armor or something like that, and I just it it makes me happy that you're getting excited about something that you otherwise would have never played, right? Yeah. You know? And it was similar for me, like, back in the day on YouTube when I found out, like, those Ease games that I recommended to you um, or the Dragon Quest games, Yeah, you know, that these people were talking about so highly about on YouTube and then I'd play them and was like, oh, my gosh, I never would have played this or even knew what this was if it wasn't for the YouTube gaming community or whatever. So yeah. I love the power of friendship, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like we should have a circle of Care Bears. Just yeah. start like <laughs> singing Kumbaya. Just uh, I'd be like heart Care Bear. Yeah. Um, but no, so yeah, that was so fun for me. And then even going over to the parents' house occasionally and um, kind of just like each time you died, you'd pass the controller and vice versa. Yeah. That was really good fun. And then it wasn't until I was studying for the test for my last uh, CPA exam and I had a copy of Bloodborne next to my computer yeah. so that I was like just staring at it, an unopened copy. Yeah. Um, just like that's my motivation to pass this stupid exam. Um, but when I did finally play it, it was so fun because you know, you'd come over and just explain like even in the beginning of the game, like, okay, you need to go into this room and you need to draw these two wolves near you. And then you can extend your axe and you can hit them from afar and you'll get all this XP. And you would show me the routes that I'd have to do to get like the XP to like level up and yeah. grind. So that was really fun. And then just even just anticipating certain boss fights that you'd say like, oh shit, you know, like wait until you see this thing. Yeah. Or, you know. Father Gascoin. Father Gascoin or Martyr Lagarius, you know, like things like that, um, that no matter how much you prepared me for, I, I never could have been prepared for like martyr legarius that's psycho on the the top of the roof you know yeah because i was doing a uh blood tinge run uh-huh. and i beat martyr legarius on my first playthrough like obviously i leveled up a shit ton because i had never played before and i was doing it on the blood tinge run i was doing a very specific build so i didn't want to get my health over a certain amount i didn't want to invest in anything except for um basically the things that would make that uh katana better y- yeah the one that you get from him. Mm-hmm. And and then when you get his crown, too, his golden so crown. So great. So, like, I went in at level 60. I was like, I think I got this. And, like, I died, like, 10 times. Mm-hmm. And then I finally beat him. I was like, yes. Yeah, that level of satisfaction is just, it's so perfect. And I can't wait till, um, hopefully, Travis will eventually play it. Yeah. And just to kind of talk with him. And I can't wait till he's lighting up her phone. Like, dude, I just got to this part of the game, you know? It's just such a fun, like table talking discussion type of game you know just yeah. talking about your unique experience and so i think it's going to be the same way with sekiro because mm-hmm. sekiro the speed of it is going to very much mimic this bloodborne i think so too um and then the world and everything the fantastical elements are gonna like rel- do kind of be along the same lines as dark souls as well. yeah i'm super excited about sekiro um bloodborne of course is the winner here i haven't played uh, the witcher 3 I think Gerald or Geralt, however you pronounce his name, yeah. is just a bamf. Of That's a... what I named my character on uh, Monster Hunter. Oh, the Generations yes. Ultimate. Nice. So Geralt, and I made him have like the white beard with the scar over his yeah. eye, with the long, like flowy white hair. Yeah. Which kind of reminds me of Riku, so that makes it even better. Like an aged Riku after yeah. Kingdom Hearts Seven. He he would turn into Geralt. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think he's just like a bamf of a, a video game character. He is. Like, he just looks awesome. If you watch any of the uh, DLC trailers or the trailers, oh, so good. Yeah, so I'll eventually play that game. That's, I feel like that's like a summer game when you have nothing going on. Yeah, if um, you ever want to borrow my copy. Yeah, getting ahead. lost in that world looks um, really fun. I mean, yeah. CD Projekt Red, I think, is the developer. I mean, they're coming out with that cyberpunk game. Yeah, which is going to be which I'm probably going to get. I think well. that's going to be like the Grand Theft Auto 3 Oblivion like game changer for video games of the next generation. Yeah. Cyber is that the one where you're like a monkey and you steal stuff? No, that's um that's uh You know what I'm talking about. Beyond Good and Evil 2. That might be the case. Yeah. I think so. Which one's the the their new CD Project Red one? What is, what is that plot? I don't know, really. Cyberpunk, I mean, from what I've seen, it almost looks like that um what was that game that came out um, where you like were hacking into everything? You'd like a hat on. Um, 
<laughs> what? That could be Bloodborne. <laughs> it, it's like a, no, it's a hacking game. Like you're like hacking into a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm gonna find this out. Oh, this looks cool. We'll have to watch some trailers after this. PS4. PS4. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Okay. That's what I was thinking of. It kind of looks like that, but I could be completely off base with that. I really have no idea because we they've been pretty tight-lipped about it. I don't think we've seen a whole lot of coverage on it just because yeah. I think it's a PS5 game anyways. I don't think it's coming out anytime soon. But I'm curious um, when they're going to start announcing PS5 and Xbox I think the, I think we're going to see it at the end of this year. Or s- Xbox 2? <sighs> Whatever, dude. Their naming conventions are screwed. Yeah. Well, because it, it would have made sense, Xbox 720, and then they went with Xbox One. Or Xbox Infinity. Just do something like whatever, you know, but... we're not Hey, gonna... we, Xbox, we still make consoles. Yeah. Please buy. <laughs> we're not even going to get into the Microsoft yeah. rabbit hole. So I guess the next one is Kingdom Hearts 3, which sold 5 million, had an 83 and an 80, or an 8. And Hollow Knight sold 1.25, had a 90 and an 8.8. Mm-hmm. So I played a little bit of Hollow Knight, and I played a lot of Kingdom Hearts 3. So I basically beat, or got up to the very end kind of run of Kingdom Hearts 3 for a second time. So I got to play through it twice. And definitely, because the first half, or first two or three worlds, I didn't know how to equip abilities. Or I thought I was equipping abilities, but I was actually unequipping abilities, so I didn't get to fly around the map and have all these cool things. Yeah. Um learning from that experience playing it through the second time on the hardest difficulty that's currently offered which is proud it makes it so much easier like it, it makes it a better experience yeah and i definitely have more appreciation the second time through um and you you kind of have to i mean the story is very backloaded mm-hmm. which is unfortunate but after doing research on what the implications of the entire plot is on the second time through and you understand the little nods to that mm. and like what happens in the hidden cutscene or like the final cutscene on the regular ending like all of that playing through the second time you see like those little cutscenes that you're like oh crap that's what that meant okay so it, it did help um it's still backloaded but um and then hollow knight i played i don't even know how you'd break this game up I didn't play much of it. Maybe 30 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. I really liked the style. That's why I ended up buying it. Yeah. Um, it looks like it'd be a really good game. Mm-hmm. And from what Travis said, it's going to be good. So you chose Kingdom Hearts 3 here? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, so for me, of course, Kingdom Hearts needs no introduction, <laughs> right? I mean, I've played this game. I played this series to death. It's Kingdom Hearts 1 is my favorite game of all time. And um, Kingdom Hearts 3 was a beautiful experience. It... Did it live up to all my expectations? No, but it never could have, right? I mean, it's it. I've been waiting for this game for 15 years or whatever it's been, uh, almost 15 years, I guess 14 since uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, but it certainly did more than enough to satisfy my spe- my, my expectations, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was just a really, really good time. I'm so thankful and proud of what Tetsuya Nomura was able to accomplish with this game, especially getting Pixar World's was a was a tremendous accomplishment for what he had to go through, especially the Toy Story world. I mean, it took him two years to pen the storyline for that world, that two to four hours of gameplay, mm-hmm. um, because Pixar is so 
stringent on how things should and need to be. And I'm glad they were. I'm glad they were stringent on that because that world was probably one of the best. Oh, easily. That Pirates of the Caribbean, just for the looks of that one. Yeah. Toy Story was probably my favorite. Yep. No, I feel the same way. Um, the Keyblades were just so awesome. I loved the changes they made to combat and how interactive and fun it was. I'm glad Donald and Goofy were back. Um, while the story wasn't like in your face like it usually is with Organization 13 members, you know, in hindsight, I'm kind of glad. I'm glad they kind of just like pushed that by the wayside and were like, hey, Die Hard Kingdom Hearts fans, you'll get that at the end. Don't worry. And I was like, but kind of streamlining the experience for the current audience to a broader audience, perhaps. Um, I think they probably sold more copies that way because it was more just like, hey, let's just get with our pals buzzing a Woody and just have some fun. Yeah, and it was also nice to have Donald and Goofy in any world. Like, yeah. I didn't have to sub out Donald and Goofy for, like, um, Beast. Exactly. Hall of Bastion. Yep. Um, being able to play with, like, obviously Beast isn't in this one, but, like, the equivalent of playing with, like, Simba, Zazu, and, like, Donald Goofy, or playing as everyone from Tangled or everyone from Pirates of the Caribbean, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm it glad they, really nice. they made that change as well. I mean, really... Um, it was as good as it could have been. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the best way. Like, it really is a great experience. Um, the average hot fudge Sunday uh, analogy was just me being stupid. You know, um, I really did love it. So. Average. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember that? That was like the two episodes I do. ago. I, I was, um, and, yeah. you know, Hollow Knight, I want to give it its 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 fair um, recognition. I just haven't played it at all. I know Travis speaks very highly of it, and probably rightfully so. It looks like a great 2D Metroidvania metroidvania exploration type game that i'm sure i'll get lost in eventually um but not having played it i can't let it win over kingdom hearts no way so yeah yeah, kingdom hearts 3 wins here yeah me too so the next one is god of war 4 um, or god of war on the ps4 versus pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee so god of war was 3.1 million in three days and the pokemon game was 22 million 300 million total in the series. Good grief. I know. God of War 4 had um, 94 and 9.1. Nice. One of the three, or one of two on this bottom bracket that is over 90. And the Pokemon had 80 and 6.1. Nice. Yeah. Um, so even, you know, you and I absolutely falling in love with Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu... Um, I think for the first two weeks of that game's release, you and I were just back and forth texting about it, over the moon about it. It was the nice nostalgic punch in the gut that we needed, you know, having grown up with the original games. Well, you unfortunately had to go to a wedding and couldn't play it right off the bat. That's right. Was Whose wedding was that? The one that Lauren was the groomsman right. for? That's right. That's right. Matron of Honor? Yeah. And then... So yeah, so you didn't get to play it a ton. I ended up beating it in three days because all I did was Pokemon. And it was great fun. Super nostalgic for the original best game. Mm-hmm. And then I got a second one and played through it a second time. And it was great the second time. Yeah. I um, I can only hope that, uh, you know, this this new Pokemon game will come out. And that's, that's fine. Ryan and I have already talked about that quite a bit in our impressions and thoughts. But um, I really hope next year... They're already working on Silver and Gold Jodo region. And then play through the second half, like the f- red and blue. Yeah. Like we did in the original. Yeah. I really hope we get that just because 
this was just an absolute blast to play through. I love the style. I love this how it's been streamlined with with catching the wild Pokemon. Um, that let's or that you know, what is it? Pokemon Go mechanic of catching Pokemon. Yeah. Um, at first on the outset, I was like, this is not going to work, and they proved me wrong. Yeah, I remember you were not optimistic about it, and then I was watching some of my like competitive people who go to like VGC tournaments, mm-hmm. the like Pokemon worlds and stuff. And they took a deep dive into the mechanics and how everything works. And I helped hype you back up. That's right. Yeah. But God of War 4. Um, Kratos the, just comes in with his axe and just and destroys just, the skull of Pikachu. God, just Leviathan right through the skull. Yeah. Rips off the arms. Yeah. Pins him to a wall. And um, so it's just going through the first three God of Wars... I only played the third one, but I had a refresher, I guess, on all the crazy crap that Kratos has been through. And yeah, he had a crazy backstory. And this one is basically changing up the pace to now he's a father, taking on the role that Zeus was to him. Yeah. Or that wasn't technically to him and wanting to be better and not to make the same mistakes that his father did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the things in God of War 3 that... Um, Basically, like, uh, Zeus, I think it was actually God of, end of God of War 2 for Zeus, so I need to break the line. Because the Greek lines, it's very much Zeus killing his father, who was a titan, and then Kratos, he wants to end the line by killing Kratos, so Kratos doesn't kill him. Mm. Which ends up, he ends up killing his father um, at the end of God of War 3, and um, he doesn't want that same thing for his son. Um he wants to break the line that his father couldn't do to him. Yep. And he goes through this journey, and, I mean, he has seen some shit, and he's a little PTSD, and he's not the, like, most loving kind of guy, obviously, from his past, but um, you grow with the characters over this 30-hour journey, and you, like, grow with your son. Mm-hmm. And it was such a good, such a good game. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, I remember the day one that you picked it up. I watched you play for the first six hours. Oh yeah, so good. Um, yeah, I was. I mean, it was so satisfying just to watch, let alone play. Yeah, you know, I mean, just the axe throwing mechanic that it comes back like a boomerang is just wildly satisfying. And each swing and every time you hit, like the complaint with God of War or not God of War, Dark Souls Two is that the the combat didn't feel heavy. Mm. Right, there's no sound when you hit. Hit detection a wasn't really there. Well, like, usually when there's, like, armor on your weapon, there's a sound. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, heavy weapons in, like, Dark Souls 3 has. It's you very heavy swing. You have the the clash kind of noise. And that's what God of War 4 did amazingly is there's strength and weight behind your weapon or your Leviathan axe. And when you hit them, you feel like you're plunging an axe into someone. And they have that sound of the metal hitting. Mm-hmm. And it was just so good. Yeah, I can't wait to play it. Um, again, like the slew of other games I need to get to my backlog. Um, this is one that's probably highest. Yeah, we're not allowing Travis on this show until he, you play God uh, He and I were talking about that because he before we recorded, you know, the second part today. And um, I think we're going to have to do the Tolkien episode before God of War because, dude, there's way too many games coming out in the near future, like Yoshi and Sekiro, uh, to name two, mm-hmm. that are going to take up March and April probably. Um, okay. Plus I'm playing... Uh, not Uncharted, God of War. What the heck is that stupid thing on the Switch? Uncharted. No. Monster Hunter. Gosh, dude, there's so much. See, there's so many games. <laughs> I can't even get it all straight. 
um, Monster Hunter, Generations, Super Bros, like, I, yeah, whatever. So I'll get to God of War eventually. Yeah. Um, but I think we need to have Travis on. Because, dude, we talk... If someone did a count of Travis's name on this podcast... Especially this episode. Oh, my today. gosh. Like, a million times. People probably just think it's, like, some fictitious nobody. We're actually making him up. Yeah. Uh, it's only us two doing this. Yeah. And uh, he's our imaginary friend. Yep. Love you, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> So, God of War, clear winner here? Yes. All right. For sure. Let's start uh, knocking out the second round here, Ryan. All right. So, the second round for me is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild versus Monster Hunter. Oh, shit. I'm messing up things in my spreadsheet. And for me, both were amazing experiences. Um, there are very few games that really compete at this level. Mm-hmm. Um, especially this bracket was the hardest one for me that I was sitting there on one of my breaks, been like, how the heck? Just like the top one, how the heck am I going to make some of these decisions? Yep. Um, such top-tier games, but Monster Hunter. Really? See, I, I didn't know how you were going to go with this one. Um, I'm not surprised. I mean, you put like 200 hours into Monster Hunter. Um, and I put it like an equal amount of time into uh, Breath of the Wild, but it's those two-player experience or those multiplayer experiences and... All the crazy, like there was a thing when we were fighting Nergigante, which is this huge spiky dragon, and I was not leveled enough. Like my gear was not good enough, and I carded, or like when you die, you get carded in back into battle mm-hmm. at the camp, and I carded twice, and you only have three deaths until the mission you lose, and it was one of these like contracts where you get more loot. And Ben and Rick were like, dude, Ryan, you're sucking over here. What the <laughs> heck are you doing? So I ended up like going into, like, you have your campsite and you can crawl underneath this little like cave thing to get to Nergigante's area mm-hmm. where I can see Ben and Rick just battling it out. And I'm just laying there prone in between this like wedged cave thing, l- watching the battle. And then Nergigante's like, oh, he's starting to edge out. He's running towards me. He can't hit me, but I'm just laying there. All I see is my dude's ass and the camera. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, when I texted Rick and Ben about us playing Generations, he's like, yeah, now Ben can carry the team for all all three of us. And I was like, yeah, just like the Nerge fight. Nice. <laughs> nice. Good stuff. Yeah, such good times. Um, so for me here, I picked Breath of the Wild just because I haven't put enough time in Monster Hunter to have the same feelings like you do. Certainly the multiplayer side of things. Yeah. Um, and Breath of the Wild, just because of my history with Zelda, I have no doubt this... This is probably going to make it into my top 10 games of all time. Oh, it'll easily make it into so, my top 10. Yeah. Especially, we should probably do a a top 10 of our old versus all, top 10 of new. Yeah. So we don't have, you don't have to fill up all your first top five with your nostalgic yeah. ones. Because that's pretty much what it was. It was, yeah. Kingdom Hearts is very much that. Yeah. You know? um, so what's your ne- what's the next one for you? The next one is Dark Souls 3 versus Uncharted 4. Um, I think Uncharted 4 was my second favorite game in my top 10 list and could have been i can't dark souls 3 was my fifth okay um dark souls has since probably moved up because of its replayability and the number of times and hours i've spent and all my characters uncharted 4 the storytelling and just the pirate experience of going through this lush like pirate kingdom Mm -hmm. was just amazing and all the send-offs um but yeah uncharted 4 won this one nice it was very close though um, for me, Horizon Zero Dawn and Uncharted. Uncharted definitely wins just because, again, haven't spent a whole lot of time with Horizon. Um, when I finish Horizon, I still don't think it would beat Uncharted, but I, I still think it's going to be... A, it's a, a close from um, 
like in my opinion as well. Having played through Horizon, it's a close single player story. The Naughty Dog is that's what they do. Yeah. It's a single player experience, but um Horizon comes close. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Um but Uncharted Four for me. Um so then I guess the next one is Spider Man versus Bloodborne. Uh that's an that's an easy one for me so far. I know I'm gonna enjoy Spider Man a lot, but it's not gonna come close to that first experiences with uh Soulsborne. Yeah. So definitely Bloodborne. Okay. Fair enough. Uh for me, Shadow of War and Bloodborne. <coughs> And I picked uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Not yeah, I'm obsessed with the game. Um, I'd happily just start from scratch and play it all over again. Um, I'd actually prefer to play um, Shadow of Mordor first um, and then play uh, War again. But um, just... Oh, and here's one of the other things I didn't mention. So towards the end game, as, as I was saying, you know, growing up, I always wanted... And Return of the King almost got there. Just the scale of a battle where you would just have two armies charging against one another and just clashing in an open battlefield. Yep. You know, yeah, I've never played a game that has been able to replicate an experience like that, and Shadow of War comes the closest. So there's two things to this. There's areas where you own, or you're, you're currently managing a kingdom or a particular... Stronghold. Yeah, stronghold. Thank you. Um, and you have an army, a wave of people coming towards you that you need to defend. Yeah. And eventually they break through the main keep and you have to defend these different points So and essentially wipe out all of their captains. But then there's other instances where you're trying to overtake a stronghold. Yeah. And so you have to climb up the stronghold, take all these different vantage points, and then essentially go into the to the main keep and defeat the overlord that essentially is managing it. So yeah. the satisfaction of going to like these five different kingdoms and doing that was amazing. It was seriously like five Minas battles. Yeah. And I've yet to play a game that has been able to make me feel like I'm a part of Middle Earth, you know, and a no, part I've, of a large battle. I've watched some of those, like, sieges, and they're amazing. They are that scale. And especially just, there's so much going on on screen, and for there to be no screen tearing, no lagging is just unbelievable. Yeah, not like Smash Bros. last night. <laughs> oh, that was so bad. Yeah, um, all like one frame that it dropped to. Yeah, so yeah, Middle Earth. Again, that's not an easy choice because, you know, we gush about Bloodborne so much and it's mm-hmm. arguably among my top 10 games of the past 10 years, certainly. But yeah. Shadow of War. Cool. So the next one is Kingdom Hearts 3 versus God of War. Um, that one was a little bit easier. God of War, definitely... The storytelling, the gameplay, um, as much as I love and have researched the crap out of Kingdom Hearts, God of War, having not played the first three as much and not been a super huge fan, this one just destroys all expectations. Yep. Uh, I also picked God of War. I mean, not even playing it myself, other than those six hours that you and I uh, played together. Um, I, I, Kingdom, or, uh, God of War is probably going to end up being among my top five games of all time. Really? I think so. I mean, just from what you said, what Travis said, what I've read about, and just, of course, I know the ending, or at least this, this, the, the big reveal. Yeah. Um, I think the lead up, the build up to that is going to be very much like Uncharted 4's ending. It is. You know? And um, there's a post-credit scene, almost, mm-hmm. and it perfectly leads into the craziness that could come about in PS4 God of War 5. Yeah. Or whatever they name it. And then the potentially a 6. Yeah. But they're looking at the other places that they could do it, like 
the Egyptian gods. Mm-hmm. Do you imagine like Ra, Horus, all of those guys? Yeah, the potential Isis. You know, yeah, yeah. sky's be, the limit. Yeah, pretty much. Um, actually, Mount Olympus is the limit. <laughs> <laughs> so I get carried away. All right. Um, so the I guess the next round is Monster Hunter World versus Uncharted Four. Like this is where it gets like crazy in um, the battle ops, but. I would have to say Monster Hunter World won this round. Against Uncharted? Uh, yes, under Ch- Uncharted 4. Okay, that's fair. I, I It's not really a surprise for me. Um, for me, Breath of the Wild and Uncharted, and I did choose Breath of the Wild here. Really? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I really believe this game, very much like God of War, is going to make it pretty high up there in my top 10 games of all so time. So when are you playing that one? Um, Again, it's... When it's, do you play it this week? Well, I don't have it, oh, I can give it to Lauren tomorrow to what get about to- a, What about uh, Monster Hunter? Bro, if you play a week of this before Sekiro, I, I'm not going to get too far ahead of you, and it'll just help you grind a little bit. Okay. Well, yeah. Let me mo- explore the mechanics of Monster Hunter Generations so I can help you so it's not frustrating. Yeah, because right now, pl- I don't know where the stupid mushrooms are. I have no idea what I'm doing. Mary and Pippin aren't telling me what's going on. So I, I'm still trying to figure out how to like build a potion, because in like max out your bar. Because mm-hmm. I know before we start grinding out some armor... On that like big toad mouth guy that I showed you, yeah, we're gonna want some more health. Okay, so I'll figure out the mechanics. You play Breath of the Wild, all right, and I'll give that to Lauren tomorrow. tomorrow. All right, hook me up, bro. Okay, all right. So next round, what do you got? I have Bloodborne versus God of War four. I flip flop every time I look at this. I guess the last time I looked at this, I had Bloodborne winning. Okay, um, they're basically tied. Yeah. Um, but they're basically tied. Okay. I, I picked one. I basically flipped a coin. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's fair. Those are two incredible games. So. Yeah. For me, Middle Earth, Shadow of War versus God of War, and I chose Shadow of War. Nice. Again, once I play God of War, it would probably shatter that, but having only... I mean, I, I literally put 85 hours into Shadow of War. I looked at my playtime. So that is a lot for a you. A significant amount of time to spend yeah. with Talion, you know? So you've grown a bond. He's I not have. quite as sexy as Eric. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he's close, but so yeah. Then top four, we have to pick which one from the top bracket and which one from the bottom bracket, right? Well, yesterday we already figured out what was going to go into the. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I had Minecraft as a refresher for us, and I had yeah, and I had Oblivion. <laughs> so what what actually makes it into the final four here in the bottom right, Ryan? I had Monster Hunter World over Bloodborne. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. But Bloodborne's your favorite game of all time. Yeah, I I know. But um, I mean, to be fair, we recorded that episode. Well, no, you would. I I still think we recorded it, that in May, so it would have been. I still Monster think Hunter. it's a toss up. But the I mean, if you look at Minecraft and Monster Hunter World, they're both the things that elevate these games is the level of multiplayer experiences mm-hmm. and the amount of time with friends that we've like been able to grow and play and. Level up our characters or build our houses. Um, So that's how Monster Hunter World... Like, as a single-player game, Bloodborne, I think, beats it. Mm -hmm. But the way that Monster Hunter World is above Bloodborne is because of that, those experiences. I mean, I literally drove with a TV in the back of my car and a PS4 in a backpack... For two hours. ...to play with, like, I don't know, ten other people with their TVs around an apartment just maxing out the Wi-Fi. As we killed dragons together for like, 
I don't know, seven hours until four in the morning. Okay, that's fair, man. Yeah. I yeah. Um I applaud that uh, that choice. Yes. So for me, uh Breath of the Wild versus Shadow of War, and very much like the the duel between God of War and Shadow of War, um Middle Earth wins. Yeah, I'm I'm not really surprised. It's hard to have a game that you haven't played beat a game going that the, you played eighty five. Going to the top four. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's honestly like, realistically speaking, Uncharted 4 should have probably beaten Breath of the Wild for me just because I haven't even <coughs> Well, I think it. God of War will beat Shadow of War for you just because of the combat and the, um, just the weight of everything. And that it's, it's very much along the same lines. I don't know what would win between God of War and Breath of the Wild for you, though. We'll find out. We'll kind of re- what I would like to do is, um, maybe revisit our top four like every year or something like that okay. uh, from this bracket. Um, well, really, I mean, if I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, I would really love to um, do a different type of bracket each year, whether it's movies, characters, um, animated films. Like, you know, we can go through the logistics of all that a year from now because I don't want to think about this bracket again <laughs> after we've talked about. We're three hours and 40 freaking minutes into this show, Ryan. We really need to wrap this up. Yes. All right. All so. right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we want to thank all of you fine people for listening, supporting us, writing in with your brackets. It's been so fun talking on the Discord um, with all of yes. you guys just about what your choices are and all that fun stuff. So thank you so much for participating. You still have time. If you want to write into the show, you can write into otakubrotherspodcast at gmail.com uh, with your choices, a picture of your bracket, whatever you want to do. Ryan and I are going to discuss how we're going to um, go through those emails next week because um, I'm not going to like... If someone sent in a picture of the bracket, I'm not going to go through each of their decisions. I'll probably just, what are your top four and who won? Yeah, probably, yeah, what we have to discuss um, so we don't have another four-hour episode for you guys. Yeah. I don't know if that's fun for everyone. I think we took a poll originally, and they're like, do we like longer or shorter episodes? And like, like medium, like shorter, and it's like four hours in. So. Yeah, well, Ryan and I'd like to talk about stuff and Spiders, things. Spiders, apparently. Yeah, that too. That was like a 30-minute discussion. But um, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Lewis 2011 I'll post updates about when the show is going out, what topics are going to be, all that fun stuff. And uh, Ryan, do you have any uh, parting thoughts here? No, just, uh, yeah, I guess this is this last week is your last chance to send in the brackets for us to discuss. Um, if you have any suggestions or critiques or things you guys want to see, just let us know. And next Saturday, you and I are going to a early viewing of us. Is that what we're doing? That is what we're, we're doing. We're also having your birthday stuff and my grandma's birthday. And and then Sunday we'll record. Yeah. Okay. All Do right. Do you have the tickets already? No, I'm going to order them tonight probably. Dude, that's going to be so terrifying. I know. Like, I don't know why I signed up. One of the I, quotes was the most terrifying movie I've ever seen in my life. It is. Like, kids who crawl around, like, in the commercial, they're like, oh, there's a family at the end of our driveway. And then, like, two of them, like, crawl off into the bushes. It's <laughs> like, then you see the kid, like, crawl up a tree and look in the window. It's like... Oh, like everything I'm afraid of is just children. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. Aren't we all? No, um, just like everything I've said so far is just children mm-hmm. at the root of it. So yeah, el- Elementary schools terrify Diapers you. Diapers are terrifying. <laughs> like baby pal- talcum powder. Okay, we're done. Okay. Sayonara, folks. See you. See you next week.